Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Satisfied Brew Head. And I am Nathan from Nathan Does Beer. Welcome to episode 142 of Beer Out the Shit, the podcast adjunct series. Nathaniel, we are back with another banger of a pod. Um, yes, we are. I feel like it's now, I know we said in the last pod that we were like uh, easing back into things because we had a bit of a summer break whilst maintaining content. But now, looked at our calendar, we have uh, we have a wicked fall. I, I kind of want like, I feel like summer's always a little like everyone's out doing their thing, you know, whatever, and breweries yep. are extra busy as well. So now when it comes into this season, I feel like this is always like the, it's arguably the best time. I feel like we just get yeah. in a lot of great convos. Um, yep. A lot of great combos. It's one of my favorite seasons for beer, and uh, and and yeah, the 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 schedule is packed. We like we, we are going to be rolling for the fall. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. So definitely uh, stay tuned, guys. We have a lot of great stuff coming. Starting with the episode we have this evening. Uh, this is a brewery that we've both been following and watching for quite some time, and uh, our first experience with the beers and uh, chatting with the champions behind the brewery. So I'm super excited. I'm loving the branding. I'm loving all the styles they're doing, and we have a real like eclectic mix we don't know where it's going to go but either way it's going to be interesting as hell so ladies and gentlemen please welcome jeremy and aiden from flux brewing in a building there we go. <laughs> welcome welcome champions. fellas thanks for having thanks us, for having us. It, the pleasure is all ours of course so this is uh this is exciting for us it's really cool to get to meet new people and to kind of experience new breweries and and get the story and drink the beers whilst getting you know everything all in one uh little you know package for for us so this is uh super exciting and super fun so thank you again for joining us and for uh for for the wicked curation of brews i feel like it's going to be fun to see where this goes tonight um you guys do a bunch of really fun stuff and as nate said just before this is our favorite time of the year like and we're starting off with a beer of the season which technically Indeed. is still summer but by the time this comes out it won't be so you know um yeah we are getting into your brand spanking new fest beer ready for Oktoberfest. look at that um which is awesome and this was actually canned on today's thursday on it was canned on monday which is very cool Super, couldn't That's be more fresh. Very fresh, love that. Could not be more <laughs> fresh. Um, yeah, man, guys, tell us about uh, about this beer. And like we were just saying off air, this is a this was a release with the series this week actually with uh, a series of beers specifically for Oktoberfest. So, tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, I just love these German lagers. I know Jeremy's been to uh, to Oktoberfest. So, um, Ooh, jelly. when when it was kind of time for getting ready for this season. I thought uh, doing uh, Oktoberfest lager is just kind of the perfect way to kick it off, something you can drink a ton of. Hell yeah. Oh, look at that color. I you guys are that. gorgeous. I love you've got the mug. That's perfect. I was going to break out the branded glassware for the first one, but I was like, oh, I kind of have to do the mug for the... You kind of yeah, get, I think get so. the right oh. glass. Aiden did too. I'm, I'm falling <laughs> behind already here. Hey, man, please. It's all good. Um, are you guys doing any, uh, I imagine you are, like Oktoberfest sort of events uh, around these uh, releases that um, all the German beers and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we one of the, the cool things about our, our brewery uh, is we have a, a pretty neat accessory, uh, a kitchen right beside it, full kitchen outfitted. So we get to play around with that menu and 
come up with a, a whole Oktoberfest style menu to match the beers and, and get to do some fun beer pairings with it. That was, you know, really That's a lot awesome. of the motivation behind uh, behind trying to get into the food business. That's the way to go, man. If you're able to, you know, uh, use it to your advantage and, and pair it with your products and, and put on an experience for people, whether it's an event or a one-off night and stuff, it's uh, that's money. Um, I love that you're doing this as well. I mean, is this like a popular thing out that way? Like if, as, as far as Oktoberfest and all that type of thing, like people are into it? Well, the K- I mean, can talk about the KW region for sure. Yeah. So like I live in Kitchener, which is about 45 minutes from the brewery. Um, and we have the biggest Oktoberfest outside of Munich in uh, Kitchener, Waterloo. So, yeah. um, someone told us that Nate, didn't they? Yeah. I, I think, like... I think we were probably talking about that when we had block three on uh, earlier in the year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, those guys love Oktoberfest as well. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Like, is that just, there's just a big population of, um, uh, German, like German immigrants and stuff around there or like, yeah. Yeah. I think like a lot of the, crazy. uh, like Kitchener used to be called Berlin. So, um, so when like just kind of all the settlers are in this area and they kept the tradition alive and gotcha. it's a perfect time to be drinking beer. Well then with that gentlemen, great to meet you both. Cheers. 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 Wicked toasty nose on this. Oh yeah. The aroma is incredible. There we go. Oh yeah. Well, that is money. Um, has great mm-hmm. body, great carb. Nice, like nice, beautiful caramel notes in there. Like kind of light, grassy bitterness. This is my first beer of the night. Obviously, not drinking before this thing. And um, <laughs> I always find the bitterness hits a little bit. So after a few more sips, I'm sure it'll, uh, it'll chill out. But it, this is this is balanced. This is fantastic. I tend and to it's like got a, my loggers. It's got so a good. great, uh, a, a great caramel malt pro, uh, like profile to it too. Yeah, which is like really, really on point. Yeah, this is yeah, fantastic. I tend to like them just like a little bit uh, on the drier, more bitter side. And mm-hmm. uh, the recipe is just kind of um, a blend of floor, floor malt, floor malted uh, Bohemian Pilsner malt, a little okay. bit of Pilsner malt, and then uh, both Munich light and dark. So it's. A really simple recipe when you're looking at it, but um, comes together to just be something you can crush. Yeah, man. So just say that one more time. Floor malted Bohemian Pilsner malt. Yep. Um, yep. So it's like from Wireman, uh, the Wireman Pilsner malt as well, and then um, Munich one and two or type one and two. Gotcha. And the um, is there any specific hops that you know? I imagine sort of noble. Like, is it yeah, size or something in like this that one, it's uh, it's uh, Hallertau tradition and a little bit of tetaning. Perfect. This works wicked. Is this like, obviously this is not the first time you guys have released this beer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Um, and it, it actually dropped today or yeah. was it this week? This week. Okay. Yeah. Amazing timing. How was the response in the tap room today? Uh, it was busy today, actually. Uh, from everybody I talked to, they they seem to be enjoying this one. I'm certainly enjoying it. Yeah, this is actually it's a it's the third time I'm tasting it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking look forward that. to looking forward to drinking a bunch more of it. Oh man, that's awesome! I love that. Um, this is honestly fantastic, and uh, this is probably my yeah, I don't know about you, really Nate. Is. This is my first one of the season. Um, five point three, so it's like a touch above there, but not too like in your face boozy, which um, sometimes the Oktoberfest beers can kind of fluctuate. Man, you guys nailed it. This is great. Um, Thank you. 
stoked that we got to do it so early. So then, yeah, this is yeah, this is my first uh, fest beer of the like of the season too, and uh, and th- this is a this is a great start to it. It's not too early, goddammit. So um, <laughs> it starts Saturday, so it's perfect timing. Technically, yeah, mm-hmm. I heard this year summer ends on the twenty third of September. It's like some, some oh, yeah. normally, which is interesting. But I get when you're saying what starts on Saturday, is that like the Oktoberfest, like the Germany celebrations? Yeah, in Munich and uh, I believe in Kitchener too. Okay. Oh, they must just like model themselves uh, across yeah. that. Is that why I was looking at the map and seeing where you guys are at? And then I was like, there's Scotland, there's Paris, there's London, there's like, you know, I did see a Berlin. I think I did see a Berlin or something like that in there. Is that mm-hmm. all? All, all of those names are they sort of all related in a way to a, a wave of immigrants back in the day? They've got to oh, be, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, like all the communities around here are basically just where they where they settle. They do they they basically name it something similar from their from their home, and that, that's really what what makes up a lot of our community here right now. Like uh, in in our region in particular, uh, a lot of Dutch folks have settled here. Um, a lot of Dutch farmers great mm. farmland where we are so that really kind of makes up a lot of our, our community around around us okay interesting interesting i was it always kind of like you, know, you see it on when i first moved here from australia and people would always talked about london and then i they always had to point out <laughs> on tire i'm like what and i got a friend who I, I think you guys must know her tiffany martin and she lives in paris yeah. and like all these different things the more i'm seeing it, i'm like what is going on like okay it makes a lot more sense. I just thought it was lazy uh, naming. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Dumb, like. Oh, that's what I saw. Boston. I saw a Boston. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I was like, "What is happening?" That might, that might be. That might be lazy. That part. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe there's no Massachusetts yeah. immigration there. Um, I know that there's also a Bomberg kind of up this way as well. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess that ties into the Berlin thing. Yeah. Did did another place uh, inherit the name after? Kitchener, you know, got rid of it? No. So in uh, kind of at the start of World War One, um, they decided they didn't want to have those affiliations anymore. And there used to be a statue of Kaiser Wilhelm in uh, Victoria Park. So there's kind of this neat story that uh, they pushed the bust into the into the pond there and um, and they were never to find it again. But there's kind of history and stories that uh, there could have been like some medallions and stuff made out of the bust after when they pulled it out. Um, mm. But they paraded it around town after and it was never to be seen again. <laughs> Fascinating. Love to hear it. Look at this. this is now a kitchen, a history podcast. <laughs> uh, this is wicked. Honestly, just by the way, like this is fucking fantastic boys. Like seriously, this is great. Um, yeah. So, so money. This is going to be crushed. Sometimes I try and take it easy, but not, nah, fuck it. It's good. <laughs> it's happened. No, no, I, I'm, no, I'm drinking every drop of this. <laughs> <laughs> Nate always is like, he knows I always get too excited and go, but I've been really trying to behave myself. Uh, not not now. Not now, boys. It's about to be a problem. So let's get into some uh, history. I want to hear about you. I, I want to hear about your beer histories individually. And then if you guys could just like, you know, tangent that into sort of how the brewery came about. Yeah, well, awesome. I'll, I'll get started. I've probably got more history here. Um, we opened up... Uh, yeah, basically, you know, right at the height of uh, height of COVID, we were, okay. we were summer summer twenty twenty August uh, uh, August twenty twenty, right? Uh, wow. And uh, you know how I got into beer from you know before that was really I you know I was I was a hobby brewer. Um, 
that story kind of keeps happening is guys that are kind of doing it, you know, just as a hobby, it just becomes something I love. I was in process manufacturing and I, I decided I love the, the hobby better than I love the job. So decided to open up a brewery. We had a great location. Uh, we had a great building. Um, I was home brewing for a long time in this building, uh, just kind of for friends and family. We built a bar. The bar did well. It took in no money, but people seemed to keep coming back and drinking beer. So we said, you know what, you should probably monetize this at some point. And, and it kind of took off from there. So okay. we opened we opened up like a small team, uh, you know, myself, another brewer, not Aiden. Aiden's actually fairly new. He joined us um, back at uh, the end of May. Okay. Um, and we, you know, me and, and the other brewer's name is Kelsey, uh, me and Kelsey and Tara, who's uh, my, my wife's cousin, we, we basically started everything up. Tara does the graphic design. You know, I was doing recipes and brewing and Kelsey was, was basically a new brewer out of Niagara College learning how to brew. Um, so that's a real kind of short history of Flux, but uh, that's, awesome. that's, that's where it started from, more or less. Okay. That's great, man. And then Aiden, how did you get into beer and how did the, how did you get into working with Flux? So uh, like 2016, I started working at a brewery in Brantford. I grew up there and uh, started, I was hired to uh, run the kitchen there, but it was more of a bartending gig. Um, and then over the years, I really just started to have a passion for beer. And uh, I thought I was going to make a beer barbecue sauce business. So I nice. decided to start reading more about uh, brewing and met some some brewers along the way. And uh, one of my friends was opening a brewery in 2018, and I was ready to uh, move on from the job I was at. So he ended up hiring me as an assistant brewer, and I was there for uh, two years. And then uh, once the pandemic hit, I really started to take like kind of the more scientific side of brewing seriously. Um, and ended up brewing out of Laura. So that's where my love of loggers came into nice. it. Um, nice. so working with logger Dave and, uh, spent Johnny. just a, right around two years there. Um, and the, the system there and the style of, uh, brew house they have, they have a small brew house with massive fermenters. So you just get so many reps, you run into so many problems, you, learned so much along the way and really picked up a lot while I was brewing there and then uh, left there to get some more management experience and really kind of work on uh, becoming a head brewer and going somewhere um, that was more kind of my style. So after a year of doing that, um, I opened Instagram one day and had a message on there from Jeremy and he said, Hey, I heard you're looking to uh, move on from somewhere. Uh, maybe we should have a conversation. So we talked on the phone for like 45 minutes and uh, it seemed like it, it would be a good fit. So I went out and had a beer with him. And uh, from there, we just kind of talked about when I could get started. And um, since the end of May, I've been just loving it. Oh, yeah. That's wicked, man. So it sounds like a nice organic uh, situation for both of you from you moving across there Aiden and also Jeremy you started in the brewery like so I just want to be clear what it was so when you say so it was your the is the brewery on a farm or something of that description or what's it's, the space? it's on a, a a piece of property it's in farm we're definitely in farm country farm country like, okay you know yeah uh you'll regularly smell you know cow shit out here when you open the doors <laughs> that's definitely 
that is where we live 100 it's it's fresh, fresh but, uh, love it yeah uh yeah so we have a piece of property that is it's set up with some barns and the where i happen to be be home brewing there's a piece of water right beside it i mean it's like a one acre pond that was dug by the previous owners of the property uh years and years ago but it's a really nice almost kind of fools you into thinking you're in Muskoka type setting. Mm-hmm. So we just had that, you know, it was just the type of place where you sit down with a cold pint and you're just like, what, like, what else do I need right now? Right. And it just had that feeling before we even opened, it was like, this is going to work. Like people are really going to enjoy coming here and being here. Mm. If we can just, you know, give them a good product. Um, we can make this something that we can kind of, we can just continue on doing. Uh, and, and so far that's, I mean, you know, you open up in the middle of, of a pandemic, like it's fucked up anyway. Right. Uh, like, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, this is, we actually just passed our third year anniversary. Um, this yes, congrats. August. Thank you. And, uh, it's been an interesting three years, but I have no history, right. I have a weird, like, you know, we're still building <clears throat> what we are. Uh, <clears throat> right. Right. It was up, down and sideways and, and pedal pedal to the metal and oh shit hit the brakes like let's slow down and really kind of evaluate what we're doing here right Um, yeah so it was it was some interesting times for sure but it's been you know also super rewarding like we're here we're doing it after you survived it yeah you survived the toughest stuff for sure and we we're, we're thriving in it and just continuing to kind of grow um so yeah, it's just the uh, it's the tip of the iceberg here to use a, you know. That's sick. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the uh, before, so I mean, that's thank you for that uh, context as well. So you're saying that it was a a bar. So where you were were brewing, just home brewing. <laughs> you had this like a casual bar where friends would just come in and drink your home brews like casually, but people seemed to really like it. And then you're like, is that what it was? Is that what? There's I mean, nobody from the uh, from the AGCO on on watching this then yeah no. definitely. <laughs> there was there was there was no money change hands as far as um as brewing. no it was really just we we had a nice setup for a place to get away uh, you know myself my brother-in-law we, we both had young families kind of starting so it was like hey this is perfect this is somewhere we can go and uh brew beer on sunday we turn the football on watch football all day and and get through get through the batch and the cleanup and and uh you know it was a good place to hang out and it just it really just snowballed. It was just, um, wow. It kind of That's went so from cool. that into let's make this a thing. Let's make this a business. Uh, you know, right. it, it just feels right. It felt, it felt right. The entire time we were doing it, it's just like, we could, I could, we could, we could both have this vision of this is how exactly how it's going to work. So hmm. you know. that's great, man. Once again, super organic just happened. Uh, you know, you're doing something cool and you're like, I love the, I liked the, what you said earlier. Like you just left, how do we monetize this? I think right. that's uh, that's that's great. So the, the where did the name come from, by the way? Uh so the name really came from the idea of change, embracing change. Um, you know, the, the the original name was Pivot. Uh, it you know there was a a Friends episode that felt too it kind of hit too close to home. Uh, so we just said let's scrap that name. Uh, and one of the the girl who's our, our basically our brand manager, Tara, uh, does all of our label, all of our design, everything handles everything on our, uh, on our social media side. She's, she's brilliant. She, she came up with uh, a song. We kind of, we gave her, we gave her the, like a lot of beer names, a lot of 
theory, like ideas that we come up with just come up from going and putting on a song at the end of the night and, and you hear something in that song that kind of strikes you and you're like that's exactly what I've been looking for. Um, she mm-hmm. heard something in a, met, a metric song. It was just about the flux and flow and just it was just about that idea of kind of embracing, you know, life and the changes that it throws at you, hmm. um, you know, which that's exactly the point of life that I was in. It just kind of fit. Um, so very much just, uh, it, you know, once we heard it, once she kind of said that name, we're like, that's perfect. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of awesome. where yeah. it started from there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, especially and uh, going uh, going with flux over the name pivot, um, especially starting in <laughs> 2020 when that, like when after that that word got like, like got used so, like really driven into the ground. <laughs> so you probably made the 100%. right choice. <laughs> we dodged that bullet 100. percent Absolutely. It was, it was already it was Go already on. painted on the wall, and and there was glasses and merchandise coming in. My God, if it was pivot at that time, I would have we would have been. In <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a little rough. You definitely dodged one. Flux is a much cooler name, and also much, uh, much props to Tyra on that. Like I was gonna say, I was looking today, and I have a social media agency, and the so I'm always picky with breweries. It always annoys me when breweries don't show up as their best selves on social media. You guys are killing it. Photos are beautiful. Um, everything is just money. I love it. Like, and the the art is clean. The logo is dope. Your merch is dope. I feel like you guys got a really cool looking brand and really cool thing. And just the, the way that the photos from someone who hasn't been there was like, Oh, I need to get there before it gets cold. Like that patio with the blue umbrellas looks fire. Like, um, so yeah, you guys are doing something right with that for sure. That's wicked, man. So then when you guys started, what was the intention as far as the offerings? Like I always find that interesting to see. And even though it's been three years, that's still a reasonable enough time for things to potentially pivot uh, to whole different types of uh, styles of beers. So it's going to be the word of the episode. Um, <laughs> maybe there's a name in there somewhere. But the um, yeah, like, when you guys opened, I mean, did anything change as far as like, did you have an intention? Be like, all right, what Flux is going to be about boom, boom, boom. And then did you realize, oh, actually, we prefer doing this or the people like this more? Was there any sort of that or has it always been the same for the last three years? No, for sure. It's it's we are constantly, you know, pivoting uh it's you know we we started out i'm 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 a hophead like by you know i i admittedly those are my 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 favorite beers are you know the ipas the double ipas you know the stuff that uh you know i i was drinking that for years and trying to make that as a home brewer for years um but i think the one thing that has dictated our lineup more than anything is just dem- demography the demographics where we live we're in farm country Um, you know, there's, um, there's a small LCBO up the road from us that probably it it holds down, like, you know, old Milwaukee probably just moves out of there more than anything else. Uh, and, and Bush light, you know, so we were never going to compete with that. And that's not what we've tried to do. But I also said, this is a destination and, and in the wintertime, for sure in the summertime, we could probably get away with, you know, selling six IPAs in four hours, but in the in the winter time and if we want to try to get people out here on a regular basis and the, those regulars that you just love like day over day that come in uh we had to offer something you know like outside of what i was drinking like so we, we had to offer a lager style beer uh you know we, we we came out with an irish red ale which kind of hit the marks for people that were you know for folks that would yeah i drank a rickard's red once once upon a time it was not exactly craft but that's you know i i could drink that right 
we got a lot of that, right? It's a lot of folks that come in here for the first time coming to a craft brewery hmm. uh, and, and trying to bring them, you know, from number one, where we kind of start them at, hey, this is the easiest thing that I can probably give you to drink. That's probably not going to offend somebody that's never had a craft beer and try to work you down the lineup uh, until you're, you know, until you're crushing doubles, right? <laughs> that's always the plan. I love that. So a bit of everything and therefore then in the last three years, probably not much has changed as far as the approach to what you guys are doing. Would you say? Well, as far as trying to, yeah, trying to offer a full lineup, that's probably always going to be something that we are going to try to do as a destination brewery. Like we're, you know, we don't, we're not, we have never chased uh, the LCBO. We really don't do a lot of work on licensees. We've, we've set it up to do, you know, 80 to 90% of what we sell is out of our, our facility. Uh, you know, we'd love to have some more licensees, but it's, you know, it's just kind of one of those, you weigh it out, right? Um, but as far as, as far as beer goes, no, I mean, it's, it's constant evolving. Um, what do we like from one week to the next? What does the customer want from, from one week to the next? It, it changes all the time. And then, and then every recipe I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if we've ever made, you know, we, we've kind of settled in on some of them as far as like uh drawing board uh, made that the same way a few times, but it was, it was eight, nine, 10, you know, different versions of it before we found one that we liked. And we're probably still not done changing that. Right. Gotcha. So then that makes sense. And then did you guys have any, ever have any flagships or do you now at all? I think, yeah, like I think drawing board was has been one beer from day one that okay. we tried to kind of work on. Um, it it it's kind of my style of beer in that it's you know it's it's hop forward. Uh, it's not too heavy that I can't have more than you know a couple of them uh, and and be a wreck. Uh, and it was yeah, it was something that I worked on kind of right from the get go. It was probably the first like the first beer that we ever tried to make on our new system was that beer. Um, and, and it, that's not to say that it's done. I know it's constantly right. evolving. I know that that <laughs> beer, I mean, it's, it's changed since Aiden as Aiden has come and take, taken over. Right. So we, uh, we're, we're always working on it, but that's uh, great. I don't know. Well, I, I think things will continue to change. Honestly, uh, you know, with, with Aiden coming on, he brings a bunch of different experiences, uh, that we didn't have before. So, you know, doing, uh, you know, doing our first cast condition deal, right? Um, getting into that kind of those kind of projects is something that I had always been interested in, but never really had the opportunity to do. Um, and then we're both just big beer fans of like all the you know all the hype boys and everything else. So we keep keep seeing what they're doing and saying, "Gosh, I would love to have something like that in my brewery," uh, and and show people what what you know what beer is all about in this area uh, in different styles, right? Um, oh yeah so yeah i like that approach that's good i I mean like i always curious about the flagship thing i feel like we see it more often these days but if you're able to sort of um and i think when i say these days as well it's all about like you know the favorite saying right now is like in this economy so like you know sometimes i've heard the flagships are convenient for breweries as well but uh not the most exciting thing in a world so it's cool that at least you got one thing that people like people can come through and it also and get that drawing board beer you're talking about but also it sounds like would be my guess is that you're sort of uh, rotating beers throughout the year yeah. like you mentioned like the yeah. irish red and, and things like that 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 um 
you guys are doing that people could come maybe it's not their year round but you know they come back in a few months and it's For back sure. on again is that how that's yeah, going okay. yeah we we, t- we take shit all the time from like a bureau go off the lineup and you know <clears throat> people are asking you know, like when's that one going to come back uh and yeah. you know you just try to yeah it, it'll come back like one day probably right like i i hope yep. i hope to have it back uh because that's their favorite they you know they get used to coming in and ordering the same thing like yeah literally mm-hmm. have people come in and drink the same the same lager every single time they come in and then you take that lager away and they're like oh shit like, what do i do now right like what are you <laughs> yeah. going to try to make me drink right so uh so yeah you try to as much as possible you know Got a ten tap lineup for for a brewery like ours. Uh, not a lot. I think we could have done done more. But I mean, we try to flesh out the lineup and say, "I've got something for you." Whether gotcha. that's a, a light lager or a, a sour beer or an IPA that's popped up or a dark beer or a glass of wine or you know a cider. Right. We're trying to cover yeah. off all of our bases, and we've kind of learned that over the last few years. It's the best way to keep, keep people coming back. People come back with their families, you know. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta bring, I gotta bring my wife out. She doesn't drink beer. She doesn't drink, you know, or gluten free, right? Like, there's, there's enough of of everything if we just keep on trying to kind of cover off all those bases and make it make it a good product for everything that we're we're trying to push out as well. Love that. I yep. like the uh, something for everybody attitude. I think it's important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is yeah, it uh, time to crack another beer? I think. Yeah, we'll oh, yeah definitely. I would. Yeah. I destroyed that. That was phenomenal. Um, we talked about drawing board a bunch. Probably yeah. time for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this, so this is a this is an IPA, right? Yeah, it's a pale yeah. ale. Yeah, pale ale. Okay, it's five point seven. It's right in that sweet spot. Just gotta find it. What color is it? It is got like a uh, black with a, on a blue blue kind of ribbon around it. There we go. There she goes. Oh, nice. Very, very cool art on this. Come on. There we go. Look at that. It looks like tattoos. Fire. Beautiful. I think this will be the one I'll use the branded glass for. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that same thing, too. Oh, this is Fred. This is Monday. Get out of town. Let's go. We know you like your fresh hoppy beers. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a freshness princess, uh, Aiden. What can I say? <laughs> It's just a preference. It's not the end of the world. I have a lot of people. Oh, look at that Merc. That's what I'm see. I saw that in the photos. So I was like, ooh, I was excited for this. Um, yeah. Yes. Look at that. So this one's been around since the beginning. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say this is the same beer that we started with. Gotcha. By any means. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think you could put them side by side and recognize them. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, like, that arguably was... that's more important, no? Like, yeah, growth, 100%. changing with the times, changing with your brewing skills and knowledge from the you know cumulative team there. For sure, and what do they say? Your palate, like, like your your taste buds change like every ten days, right? Like you can you can quickly your palate changes all the time. What you're what you're into, what you know, how much uh, how much bitterness you're liking, how much of certain flavors you're liking. I think that's constantly evolving. Right. I, I agree with that uh, for sure. Is that actually a scientific fact that your taste buds sort of like refresh? They every regenerate, 10 days? regenerate every 10 days. Yeah. And does it, 
I didn't know that either. I don't know. Well, I don't know if that that might be bullshit. I don't. I don't. You know what? <laughs> I, we need a fact. I heard that. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna believe it blindly. I believe. <laughs> I have no reason not to believe you, bro. All right. Um, this is uh, this smells glorious. As soon as I cracked open the can, oh, super bright. Um, what hops are in this one? This is uh, Citra Mosaic and Sabro. Ooh, what a combo! You guys are uh, obviously Sabro fans. I feel I'm like not. It's... No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as much. <clears throat> you are Jeremy. I, I like a titch of it here and there. This beer, this beer has had it at times. Other times it hasn't. Right. Uh, I think I think Aiden's probably trying to minimize it a little bit. The Sabro in there, which is fair enough, because I know it's one of those things you either love or you hate. Yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like I like what it brings to certain beers. We did we did an all Sabro uh, uh, pale ale not too long ago, and I, I felt like after I did that after we did that beer, I felt like that the only thing I could taste in in drawing board was Sabro. After that, uh, so when right. Aiden said he wanted to dial, dial it back a little bit, <clears> I was I was okay with it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's uh, it's more of a supporting hop than a front and center one, but it's uh, it yeah, has a purpose for sure. For sure. Um, I'm dying to sip this, boys. Cheers. 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 That is wicked. The sabro is like really present, but still like it's not not crazy, but it's super present. It's, it's awesome. Wicked yeah, it's body just there enough that it kind of like if you overthink it, then you know it's there. But if yeah. if you're not like you're not thinking about it too much it's just kind of like a little bit creamsicle like mm. yep yeah i feel like this is one of those cases mm. of if you didn't know sabro was in it you might not have uh, you might not have necessarily picked it out because it's not like so hitting you in the face with coconut that you're feeling like you're drinking sunscreen but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like but, but it does it definitely does add an element of creaminess to it i think Mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so this like you've got a wicked haze on this too um which is uh mm-hmm. something i'm personally partial to i imagine you, it's both that's what you guys are into is this like i like it like mud like yellow milk um yeah i feel like this is delivering exactly what i'm uh like what i'm wanting here and this is exactly what i saw in all the the pics online um is this has it always been like this like intense and opaque or was it sort of it was this part of the evolution of the beer that was the target uh from the homebrew side <laughs> to the uh once we scaled it up it didn't work at all uh, i think okay. the first version the first version came out as hazy as we wanted it and the next batch that we had the labels all ready to go for came out crystal clear like a logger oh, oh no um, oh wow <laughs> What it happened? dropped out really, really clear. I think we just didn't have our have our our oats high enough at that point, and I think it was just a a victim to the yeast that we were using was it flocked a little harder than what we thought it was going to, and uh, everything kind of dropped out. But uh, we named we named that one Harvest Ale, and everybody loved that beer and kept <laughs> still asked for it to come back. But uh, okay, it, it never will. But, <laughs> anyway, does not have well. At least, like I imagine, even when it like had it dropped out a lot, it still probably tastes relatively oh, similar. Oh, it's delicious! Imagine, right? It was delicious. Yeah. It was just that visual is is kind of like a part of the um. I, 
I think at one point, I think at one point it actually said on the label, it said hazy IPA. Okay. And, <laughs> or like, no, that, that doesn't work. You can't put that in that can, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, because then I guess it becomes an expectation. We've had people tell us, like, I mean, you know what's interesting about this? Like, now I just noticed um, you put dry hopped American pale ale on here, which the and this is where it's all, it's all semantics i think i think there's no right answer to this um yeah. to me american pale ale would mean basically like a clear kind of bitter resiny not quite full westy but kind of that middle ground thing um yeah. is there why did you call it an american pale ale was that to sort of just make it more generic across the board yeah i think i was drinking like not pun intended at the time not ah. a neighbor at the time, right? And it, uh, that was an American Pale. And I think that's kind of what we were going for when we first started the recipe. Mm. And I think it's just taken a, a shift, you know, since then. But okay. I um, think that's that makes sense. OG. And like I've had people straight up tell me that now, and then I, I agree with this. Like other brewers are just like, well, you just put IPA. Like I feel like most people don't put like the dry hopped or something like that. You put, you know, you can usually note that, but. It's like IPA means this. If I see the words IPA, I'm expecting this, unless otherwise noted as West Coast or American or something along those lines. So I feel like that this yeah. is like the baseline expectation for what's going to be in that can, which is sure. um, so. Then being that you guys, I'm always curious with this, and I know it's like progressed a lot, being it's you know been popular for a number of years now. But you guys are in a more uh, you know rural area, around farm farm sort of land. You you've got probably like you were saying before about demographics. You guys probably have a a different demographic than a city brewery, for example. How do people respond to beers like this, which are hype and trendy, um, and and maybe unfamiliar to the person who wants their old Milwaukee clone or whatever? Well, there's there's definitely a market for it. I mean, I'm I'm case in point, right? I live out here. I was drinking it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find. I was trying to find it uh, wherever I could. Um, you know, I was the guy going into the LCBO and buying 24 different beers and figuring out which one that I liked mm. uh, the most. Um, so, you know, I think there's enough of it, and it's growing. Um, and that Good. that was kind of the idea was to turn people onto it. It's like, yeah. I know you say you don't like that, but try. Right? <laughs> that was that was kind of right from the get go. It's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be. It's not like you know, uh, tongue stripping bitterness because uh, mm. it's an IPA, right? It can be soft. It can be flavorful. It tastes like you know. You get people all the time telling you, "Well, there's fruit in this," and you try to explain to them, "Well, like, oh, there's <laughs> there's no actual fruit in this beer. It just it's because of the you know these are the characteristics, right? We've had that. Right. I've had that conversation." so many times with people right and, and i think it's yeah. about it it's really about not being uh you know not being kind of snobs about it and just saying listen this is why i love it right um, i know you like that type of beer this is why i love this one and trying to explain it to them and um and that's our job i think a little bit is to try to educate our consumers and and hope hope we can make more of it i mean like i said i'd love if it was you know i'd love if it was all that on the line but we still have to offer everything to everybody else in order to get the opportunity to make those beers. Good point. And I definitely agree though. I feel like it's every brewery's responsibility to 
to, to varying degrees, I guess, but to educate the consumers and to sort of like, hey, this exists and this is why it's good. I like that. And there's no need for any like snobbery stuff. So it's perfect that you, you know, whilst it's kind of cute, like, oh, this is, this has got coconut in it. I'm like, they're these things called hops and you know, they taste good. <laughs> you know, like, you just, I feel like we are, I don't know about you, Nate, but like, I'm, so, I feel like I'm so deep in like the beer world around people that are into beer. I don't ever have those like 101 conversations to sort of have to, explain it to anybody so i kind of find it like if someone said that to me i'd be like oh like, oh you don't know oh okay like it'd be kind of like almost fun to try and explain it and to try and watch people's minds break like understanding <laughs> it because i think everyone's like yeah. you know like people's impressions of hops are tongue stripping and bitter and piney and blah 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 like the old school thing when they think of ipas not realizing that this is actually what hops do too and i know i guess it's kind of a magical plant yeah, it is. Oh, it's um, great. Uh, those conversations do still come up for me every now and then. Like where it usually comes up is with uh, like is with extended family. Um, if okay. it, uh, like, it, it like if it comes up where because like, it you know it's starting to. Uh, like it's definitely known in my like in my family now like that uh, you, you know like Nathan's the like Nathan's the one into like into craft beer and uh, like in doing all that and then uh, as the, like the family that I don't see as often I'll start having those conversations and like you know what's with the like what's with these beers that like that you can't even see through and uh, like and then the conversation just kind of extends out from there. <laughs> Do they respond well? Because I don't think I've I don't think I've had to explain it to anyone in quite a while. Like I don't even recall it. Like, do people respond like, like, do they understand or do they be like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Like, do they care or do they, like, what's the response? Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, it, it like it depends. It, like, it depends who I'm talking to. Uh, like, because I because I do have uh, like I do have some family who are just very partial to their Bud Light and whatnot. And uh, like in that like in that case, like they might like be like curious at first but i'm certainly not going to be uh, like and, and even if they do like if they're curious just to have the conversation i'm certainly not going to be changing any minds with it um oh, but that see. but that's fine there's not there's nothing wrong with that and it and the other case i'm like i've got like members of the family who aren't beer drinkers who are still just ge like just genuinely curious about it and uh and like, like and you know they'll find it interesting for sure interesting okay cool i love that um by the way, yeah, this is great. I don't know if we really sort of analyze the beer a lot, but this is great. It's super bright, um, fantastic mm -hmm. body, nice and chalky, which is something that I like on this. Um, it's it's very – sometimes, you know, this beer is, once again, it's like three days old or something like that. Call it four tops. Like sometimes the beers need to sit for a little bit. This is money off the bat. Like this is great stuff. Guys. Oh, yeah. I can uh, – great. What is it? Five, yeah. seven? Five, seven? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is fantastic. Very, very impressed. Like this is two from two. Yeah, I really, I really got to give like got to give props on the like on the body on this. Um, I, I, I'm not going to talk about it at length because I've done that too many times. But with the, like when it comes to uh, New England pale ales, I often find that like once you kind of drift from the IPA into the pale ale carrot category, when the ABV starts to drop below six, five and whatnot, um, in a lot of cases, I find that like the body like tends to fall below a level for my, like for my personal preference. Um, and that, 
and, and that's fine. It's just that, like that's just what I like. But like, but in this, like the body is really nice and fluffy. Yeah. And uh, like it's, like if I like if I was just blind tasting this, I might have guessed that this was a six five IPA just based on the body alone, which, like, which is fantastic. It really drinks really nice. Yeah, yeah. We use like lots of oats, lots of wheat, and then uh, one little change that I did was just adding in some dextrin malt to kind of allow the beers to finish out drier, but uh, really have like this body in it that. Um, rather than mashing super hot and you have those residual sugars that you can always have ferment away in the can or in a keg or whatever. And you have those fears. Um, we're fortunate we don't have those LCBO shelves that they sit on, but <laughs> it's always one of those things in the back of my mind. So oh, uh, using yeah. dextrin malts really just like really changes those beers and gives them such a beautiful body. That's sick. Mm. No, you guys have done a fantastic job with this, man. Uh, very, very impressed. So then, like, Aiden, you've been there, like, four months-ish now from... Uh, yeah. Yep. What have you been able to, like, have you guys been able to, or have you been able to specifically, like, add some tweaks or, you know, new beers altogether? Like, what, what have you been able to sort of, I know four months is a very short amount of time, but, like, have you been able to sort of, like, see where everything's at and then be like okay well have you thought about doing it this way maybe we could do add something this you know like just minor tweaks yeah, to, to anything yeah um my first three weeks i was able to work with kelsey still um so she stuck around for a little bit and it was awesome That's to cool. uh see like the love and everything that she had for the place and it definitely kind of like accelerated me getting on that level and the attention to cleaning and everything mm -hmm. that uh that kelsey did and then just kind of the the process that she uh, followed with the all of the recipes and um, for me I really like to like maximize volume um, like I I'm a bit of a stickler on like pH um, in the kettle and the mash um, and just kind of little things like that and then like hop utilization so making sure that you're using those oils uh, in the right places so um, with this recipe um, really switching the the whirlpool to lean towards hops that uh, have those like survivable compounds so that we're getting the most out of the hops that are hitting the whirlpool. And then uh, the ones that aren't kind of lending so well to um, all those oils, making it through those higher temperatures, giving them in the dry hops so that you're uh, just getting the most out of your hops. That's wicked, man. So like that was for this beer. I mean, that's great to be able to sort of like tweak this and, you know, juice this bad boy up a little bit. Even with the Fest beer, even coming back to what we spoke about earlier with three release of the October Fest beers. So all three of those were brand new recipes just for the October yeah. Fest this year? Yeah. Yeah. So like I think the brewery did an alt beer before, um, if I remember correctly, looking through Untapped and kind of some conversations. But uh, I – I. Uh, brewed some alt beer uh prior to being at flux and uh it was a beer that went over really well um got an ontario brewing award for it so i was like i want to i want to brew this recipe but to uh kind of a different audience and uh i was brewing on a really small system in the past so two hectoliter batches that didn't get any uh packaging or anything aside from keg. gotcha um but yeah so we've done like quite a few new beers since i came on board at the brewery and nice um yeah there's been a few recipes that have kind of got those changes but um we did like a triple release for our anniversary um so we did a, a like micro ipa 
um, a barrel aged DSB and a triple uh, of et cetera, which is like another beer that's uh, another IPA that we have around pretty much. That's and, great, uh, man. I think I saw yeah, a couple fun. of those in the in the batches there. Right. I know Etcetera was in there. And I did see the yeah, ESB. Cetera, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sick, sick. So that was for the anniversary drops. Um the what was the thinking behind the um the the Oktoberfest one? I mean, obviously, like you said, there was the old beer before, but just bringing those three. I mean, even the Rouch beer, that's a bold, uh, that's a bold choice, boys. Um Yeah. Yeah. What, <laughs> Well, what's the vibes there? I mean, was that just like, fuck it, roll the dice and see what happens? Or is it like, you know what I mean? I just feel like that would be, I feel like they can be great. I'm I'm willing to be sold on, on Roush beers. I haven't really, like, you know, obviously most of us have only had the, what's the one? The one that's yeah, that's the one. I can never say it, but that joint. I've had a few other beers with like uh, smoked malt, like subtly smoked. That I'm actually like, oh, okay, I, I can see the vibe. So like, what, what was your approach to the Roush beer? Um, so it was kind of funny, like they're, they're a style that I love and, uh, I have brewed some, uh, like pale ones in the past and, uh, Jeremy and I had some conversations about it. And then I was like, I think we only have like probably tank space for, for two Oktoberfest beers. So we settled on the, the fest beer and the alt beer. And then, uh, I kind of went back into the office when Jeremy and I were talking and I knew we were going to do a malt order. And I was like, actually just like add all these bags of uh of beechwood smoked malt and add some more pills and um he was just laughing he's like what are you gonna use that for and i was like we're gonna do like a a rachel so um he didn't say no so i went ahead and did it (laughs) (laughs) sometimes ask ask forgiveness not permission Um, yeah and that one okay that's fascinating then and how did it go i mean that dropped today as well like how did that one go that's I'd be very curious about. Yeah, we had a one of our like great customers and friends. Uh, he's always drinking our kettle sour, but he he was sitting down beside me before I left the brewery today, and he was drinking a pint of it and really enjoyed it. So I think that says right. something. There we go. I mean, look, it's about to probably. I'm sure you you run through it real quick over the weekend if that's when it all. Uh, excuse me, if all the Oktoberfest celebrations start, then I imagine it'll crush to a pretty quick particularly like at the brewery. I imagine it's probably more of a brewery. Like it's probably would have moved on an LCBO shelf, but I reckon maybe at the brewery in the context <laughs> of the, the times, you know, um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping every beer town in Southern Ontario needs a smoked lager on their lineup. <laughs> at least one keg of it. <laughs> well, it could happen. It could definitely happen. Cause I don't think you got much competition. <laughs> Which, i'm not even shitting on the style at all i'm just I'm, I'm personally just not super familiar um with it is it like is it like campfire bacon or is it like that nice like a little more subtle you definitely get like almost like those like bacon like on brew day it's not like i was just cooking bacon in the <laughs> in the mash tun it was pretty awesome but That's uh sick. yeah like your first sip is definitely smoky and with each sip after that like it it almost changes and by your by your second pint, you forget you're drinking a smoked beer, and you think you're drinking like a a well hopped talus. Huh. that's cool. Oh, okay, I feel like you're convincing the world on rouch beers right here. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. that is that how is that how you say it? Is it, it's not rouch? Is that rouch? I think it's like um, listening to like the guy from uh, Schlenkerla. He says like rock beer. Rock. Oh, that's kind of more Germany. Oh, okay. that sounds about right. German mm-hmm. dash. Why? Okay, dope. So then. 
the uh the things that you guys are doing just while i'm thinking of it um uh, so we don't skip over it the do you, are you having multiple like oktoberfest events throughout the next few weeks to a month or whatever yeah we're just kind of theming it like oktoberfest okay. we we have some oktoberfest beer we run an oktoberfest menu we'll put up uh we'll put up some decorations uh aiden, aiden says he'll wear the leader hose in uh every work. shift <laughs> There's, yeah, I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> That's not to, to stink, I'm sure. With the boots? Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of leading into it for the next few weeks and uh, enjoy it. We definitely, uh, we like kind of just doing different themes to things as we go through the year. Uh, it's hard to always do it with beer because we, you know, we like certain styles of beer, but. For sure, with food, it's a little bit easier to kind of present a certain style of menu and then to try to match beers up to it. That's a good uh, point. So. Yeah. We, yeah, particularly yeah, with all the German sure. food, it's like it's very specific. And like, I, don't, I feel like people must be searching it out. Like at this time of year, it starts to get a little crisp at, you know, in the evenings and stuff. And like, oh, yeah, give me that, you know, fucking breakfast yeah. and whatever. Yeah, Prices. it feels right. It absolutely feels right to be drinking that style of beer and that type of food at that time. Yeah, that's fun, man. It's making me hungry just thinking about it. It's just so, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so money. I just feel like it's like it's it's very cool. I mean, it's also cool that you, that there's like I mean, obviously you're a little ways away from Kitchener, but you know that that general region of of the province has a history, like a genuine history with um all things German. So it's like it actually a pretty wow. damn authentic thing for uh, for the area. Do other breweries do it too? Like, is it like a thing where like you know or does everyone just maybe some breweries do some don't like there's not like some sort of like organization i think no. quite a few breweries kind of like get together like i know uh block three is doing blocktoberfest it's not like every brewery kind of around i know uh in kw there used to be like crafttoberfest but now uh now i saw like uh short finger and uh counterpoint and uh Oh, a new uh, brewery called like Twas Now are yeah, yeah, doing some stuff together. So I think actually they did a, a smoked beer too. Oh, look at that. You guys started some. Yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> look at that. Smoke season. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, like uh, Paris Brewing Company that's uh, not too far from us, maybe like 20 minutes down the road, they're always kind of German inspired beers. And uh, I know they, I was texting the owner today and he was saying that he's got some uh, Oktoberfest beer coming out. So I think in the area, like some people do, some breweries don't. Just kind of depends on the the take you have on it and if you have that same love of German beer. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I wasn't sure if it was just it definitely. Kind of Go on, Nate. No, it, uh, from, from what I've been seeing, it, it seems like there are more breweries this year doing an Oktoberfest than I've uh, than I've ever seen before. I think that's why I'm asking. It, like, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, like all over the province, uh, like, like there's like there's some doing it. Like even like, like even out this way, tooth uh, like Tooth and Nails I doing one, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, and like you know like across the river, Saint Cambaron, like they always do an Oktoberfest, and like in. In Toronto, Godspeeds, of course, doing one. Uh, yeah, it's like they're they're all over the like they're all over the place. It's fantastic. I wonder. Do you reckon it's maybe like a, a sort of a swing back from the last few years where no one has really been able to do it? And I feel like 
like say last this time last year, it was like this is the first year things have been like clear, like we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, people are comfortable um, and are ready for that sort of a thing. So I may I, I don't know maybe that's like. They're like, all right, it's time. I've always wanted to do it. We couldn't do it last year. We just felt or felt it was like redundant and blah, blah, blah. So I wonder if that's just what it is and that, you know. I mean, it could also be some to do with the sort of like a resurgence of like the Krispies. I feel like it's definitely become a thing. With And, and Ontario has some exceptional um, Krispies around. So I feel like maybe at least around here that there's – breweries that are just doing really great crispy guys you know including you guys with it i mean this is one of the three this is phenomenal the fest beer so i don't know it's kind of cool i just like it's not like it's nice to be able to know almost wherever you are in the province you'd be able to access um some sort of fun Oktoberfest activities and just i don't know you gotta you gotta lean into the season you know you gotta pumpkin yeah. spice lattes and shit and <laughs> exactly beers, you know? we're not we're not making a pumpkin beer yeah, no pumpkin beers, but right. I'll drink some pumpkin spice lattes. Our, our, our yeah. friend, our friend Tiffany, is forever, forever pissed off at us about that. For not doing, we're, we're, we're not making pumpkin beer, Tiffany. Yeah, no, she's the most obsessed with Halloween uh, that I've ever experienced. She's uh, she's next level with that, and I'm not surprised. I didn't know that she was super into pumpkins like that. Nate and I are very aggressively team pumpkin. So uh, we supported, <laughs> but I would say to be fair, equally like the fest beer would be basically an equally as uh, passionate thing. Oh Nate, my is god! That fair? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. There was uh, honestly, we you guys sent uh, curated a phenomenal list of stuff, which we'll get into the next one now. But the uh, the fest beer, to be honest, was the one I was personally most excited about. Um, oh it's... my god! And, and like that, like that was a really strong starting point date there. Yeah. And that, like, and that was just what I was in the mood for too. Oh, money and and this haze was was fantastic. So, where did it's even, wanna... it, 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 sorry, just it, just before yeah. before you move on, like and even like even the weather today was just perfect for it because like it, yeah. like the temperature is fine, like has finally dropped a little bit. It's a nice cool evening, so like a bit of a like a bit of a heftier lager with a bit like with a bit more sweetness to it, a bit like a bit Toasty. more body to it. Oh, it yeah. was it was just hitting money. <laughs> Right off, yeah, like right off the bat, I can just talk yes, about this beer, beer for the, for the next hour. <laughs> um, yeah, boys. Um, what, what do we feel like? What do we feel like? Dealer's choice again. What I'd say probably ESB, maybe. Ooh, keep Let's them fucking do it. Caramel, multi goodness. You know what's? I love what was always funny to me. ESBs always until I, I I got with the program. I always thought that was the most boringest shit ever, and then more and more breweries had had chosen to highlight that beer on the pod and then i feel like as i got more and more in love with crispies i'm like esbs are phenomenal um very very cool and also based on the convo tonight i'm not surprised you guys are doing it too um it was one of the funniest things when we had uh when we had barn cat on the pod um last year and like like the ones who were for like for the longest in ontario known primarily for haze and the very first beer that we cracked with them was their esb (laughs) that's awesome i didn't know that yeah that was one of the first times it came up um not the only time but one of the first and i was like okay interesting and i just feel like i went to breweries they had an esb and, and and people were just like passionate about the style and i was like What's happening here? Uh, and I loved it. 
and then it, it took a little bit to get into it. But once you're sort of in, I think it's sort of like it's you know cousins with like the those sort of toastier, maltier sort of you know like the the fast beer and old beers and all that Dortmunders, all that type of thing. Even though it's not a, um, it's an ale, right? Excuse my ignorance yeah. for a second. Yeah, exactly. So it's um, it's fantastic. I'm super excited. Now I just realized this is the one you're talking about from the anniversary. Yes. Yeah. So this is a barrel aged ESB. Yeah. So. Uh... Oh, right. This one was just kind of we we had a winery reach out to us and they had uh, some barrels available and uh, they they had they'd seen a few different wines. They started off as white wines, went on to a, a blend of reds, and uh, we knew we weren't going to get a ton of oak character out of them. And um, I kind of I kind of like that we don't get that. Like I think often you think of a barrel aged beer and you're like, oh, this thing's going to be like so oaky it's gonna like suck all the saliva out of my tongue and just be like super dry and whatever or like the the big bourbon barrel age stouts and stuff but uh mm-hmm. i think from this we get like a lot more almost like berry character and then i always kind of joke you get those like oaky burps which is fantastic <laughs> i love i love the like after burps well that's the first episode name that's going down oaky burps Oh yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I've actually never, um, I've never heard of Oaky Burps. I'm excited to to see. Well, since we all <laughs> looks like we all have it, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 Wow. So the that's fantastic. It's got obviously everything. This is five five point four. It's got everything that you would anticipate from. Um, from an ESB, tons of caramel in there. Like the caramel is mm-hmm. like intense in comparison to, um, say the uh, the fest beer. Um, the oak. I mean, I, I guess it's like—is this like a, you said it was wine barrels, or are these like neutral oak? Um, so they were like red wine barrels. Uh, there was like a blend of red in it um, prior to us getting them. Okay, and then uh, it spent just like a—I think it was six weeks total time in the barrels. So you're getting, um, kind of this like almost raspberry, um, hint, like yeah. you kind of get on the finish and that's actually coming from that wine. Like when you, if we were to give the wine a smell, you kind of get this nice, like berryness. Hmm. Hmm. It's so subtle. You're right. But I, like, but, but it is, uh, but, but it is there for sure. I was, uh, I was wow. really curious when you, like when you had said that this was, uh, like that, this was a wine barrel. How that was going to come through, um, and I'm I, I'm glad it's so subtle, especially for a style as delicate as this. It uh, like it really really works, and that, like that's really something how you get like managed to get some berry character out of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is fascinating. This is like mm-hmm. it's complete. So the the it was a, bl- a red wine blend in the barrel and that's delivering i mean i'm I'm just looking at the untapped notes as well um the raspberry but it's saying here like cherry and i'm like oh yeah i guess it is it's kind of all these like real juicy berry red berries mm-hmm. but wild subtle because you think red berries with an esb like what's up with that but this is like it's like you said just in the tail end mm. yeah i think it with that like dryness that you wow. get and kind of that like minerality of the the like harder water, um, it just kind of like it's it's refreshing in a way. Like I, I feel myself just like ready to go back for another sip. Yeah, 
Oh man, that's fascinating. I feel like on the nose, it's like, so now you sort of had a few sips. I feel like I'm kind of like, oh, I was just thinking, like, did I just get a bit of chocolate? And I just, I looked at the untapped there and it said a hint of chocolate as well. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. What an interesting bunch of flavors that the oak uh, gave out, eh? Yeah. Mm. The, um, where did the idea of barrel aging an ESB come from? I, I cannot say that I have heard of anybody doing anything like that before. I think it's like historically, like, I, I don't know, similar to Jeremy's science of the taste buds. Um, I've never looked into it, but like historically beer would have been in Oak. So like maybe you're getting some of those wine barrels or whatever, probably not. But um, <laughs> we were kind of talking about doing a, like our anniversary lineup and what we could uh, brew for that. And Jeremy mentioned that we could get these barrels mm-hmm. and um, we were excited to get barrels into the brewery since uh, there's not been any like oak aged beer coming out of flux yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point we were just kind of like, what could we do? And I was like, what about like an ESB and uh, Jeremy went for it. So, so we, I love it. it. So, so it sounds like you're really just throwing shit to Jeremy. You're like, all right, dude. Here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I'm thinking is it, he's like, I'll put the order through. I like that. Is that um is that a an accurate somewhat accurate summary of the relationship? I mean, it sounds like there's more like Jeremy. There's a lot of uh, trust, um, in Aiden there, and you you know you're actually um, uh, uh, letting him kind of lead the way as far as the the products are oh. concerned. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I think that we have to try different things. As, I mean, the the Roche beer was not, you know, that wouldn't ever have been something that I put in my lineup if I was <laughs> coming up with the recipes every day, and that's okay, right? Like, I who says that I have all the answers for what people are going to like and what they're going to uh, get into? So I think you know, Aiden Aiden loves it. I think he should be able to brew it. Uh, and I think other people will love it and yeah, we, we got to try those things. I like it. It's, um, excuse me. It's creative. Like it's innovative of, as far as like Nate and I always joke about innovation because there's good innovation and bad innovation. Like I like all of it. If it's, you know, throw shit at the wall and if it's great, cool. And if it's not, well, you tried it and, you know, tried to make something fun. And I feel like this is like, this is, this is great. Cause it's like taking a style that, you know, I guess it's hundreds of years old, I imagine, you know, like the, the traditional Probably. British style. Probably, right? And then just doing something extra fun. And like you said, it's actually kind of what you said before, Aiden, that it was originally... Uh, probably matured, fermented, whatever it might be in, in, in barrels. So it's kind of bringing it back to that, um, the original way of sort of presenting the beer. And it, and it works so well, like so well. And it's because I thought initially when I saw it, my guess was, oh, yeah, neutral barrels. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Put in like bourbon barrels? It'd probably be a little intense. But this wine thing and, and being that it's so subtle is, um, that's super fun. Yeah. I think if we left it in longer, it would have lost the balance and, kind of some of the bitterness may have faded or any of that i would have probably had to like up the bitterness from the start but Mm. um i think that it like it it kind of all comes together in a nice balance where you could like if i didn't tell you that there was any oak involved um you wouldn't think that there's like that red wine character or any of that and you could just sit in a pub and chat with your mates and not even think about it and crush a few easily i think so 
I think so. Yes, yeah, like low AB. It's only five four as well, which is probably in the higher end for an ESP. Yeah. I've seen some of them around the three mark, three three point five. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> but it's like it, it drinks is super smooth. Um, I really feel like you guys clearly have some sort of a knack here for these. You know, for the I know this isn't a crispy, but the crispy realm like this is definitely something you guys uh are slaying and is it is this something that you would you were doing these from the beginning and and it's just evolved over time or is this more of a recent thing uh i would say as far as what aiden's brought to the table recently uh, we we definitely want to lean into some of those styles of beers because i think that's something that he really has a, a depth of knowledge on it's something, you know, I think all craft brewers are, we're just fans of Krispies anyway. Uh, we, we you know, even the hop heads that started out as just hop heads, we still, you got to throw one of those at us once in a while. <laughs> uh, I do have to cleanse the palate. Um, you know, every every third or fourth beer, I got to I gotta throw one of those in. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the style. Uh, I, I love how amazing loggers are coming out of our region whenever i taste one i'm i'm blown away like when i taste something you know uh, uh fairweather for instance you know when i taste they made a, a, a their, their dortmunder I, yes. I just was like i was like that's incredible like you guys are like it's exceptional and, and and uh you know and the guys that made all the the weird sour beers that nobody out here would ever drink but those you know how <laughs> How can you not love that style of beer, right? Yeah, yeah. Now that's a good point. Um, that just kind of like got an idea. So, have you guys done many collabs? Have you guys, or have you kind of sort of been in your own sort of like just well, just perfecting your stuff? Uh, we did. We've done a couple of them. Um, we, yeah. we definitely did a couple back to back with the guys from Farm League. Oh, uh, nice! Great dudes. Yeah. Yes, they are great dudes. Uh, just they're like the collab kings. So I think they kind of reached out and wanted to do that, and uh, and we it. were happy. We were happy. I mean, again, you know, after after the pandemic, it was kind of a touchy time to uh, be inviting people into your brewery or going to your their brewery and, and spending a lot of time together. Uh, but we're we're certainly open to the idea. Just hasn't uh, hasn't materialized as much, but. Yeah, we we love doing them. We like I said, we're just we're super fans of all these other breweries. Uh, we we love talking to them. We love being around them. Um, so yeah, we can make beer with them. What could be better? Hell yeah, I can see the sort of I can see that. And I've heard you know you've been sort of saying that a lot, Jeremy. And I see a lot. Of, like I feel we're pretty similar like that. Just big beer fans, and you just taking that and and really building this into sort of the vision that you had for it and. Like even just seeing these three beers, like these are also I, I can't express. I know I keep saying it, but these are so fantastic. Like these three beers so far. I know we have a bunch more to go, but like I'm so deeply impressed and equally pissed that I uh, hadn't at myself predominantly for not trying your stuff earlier. Um, <laughs> this is like genuinely fire, and on top of that, the like, great brand. Like I feel like you just got a really great product. Um, do you guys feel like that you're a hidden gem? A little bit, uh, maybe a bit underrated. So it's, it's, yeah, I feel like we fly right under the radar for like what the hype hype breweries are. Absolutely, mm -hmm. uh, but I think a little bit of that is like what we try to do. Like we try to do a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, uh, 
you know, Third Moon, Third Moon makes crazy IPAs, you know, smoothie sours and pastry stouts, right? Those three beers, like that's what you know Third Moon as. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried to do, like, I love those style of beers. I, you know, I can't get enough of them. Um, but we, we, I don't, I don't feel like we could just open up our doors and sell, you know, sell out of cans every time we, uh, every time we re- release something. Yeah. Now I, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I'm not saying we make beers like third moon by any means. I'm just saying, you know, uh, with our demographics, with the way we launched, with the way we got going, it just seemed to be, we have to be this, this beer for everybody kind of mm-hmm. model. That's fair. Go on, Nate. Um, it, yeah. You know what it's making, what it's making me think of, particularly with your uh, like with your breadth of styles, and also with your demographic. It's giving me like very kind of similar vibes to Willibald, um, like in like in your approach that. there, and like and even in just your kind of overall setup, and uh, like and they've got very much a similar approach to uh, like to what they do. I mean, they I think are. That, like they may re- they're maybe known for the like for haze in the province but they've also like but they've definitely got the full breadth of styles at all times like they've got a fantastic export lager and uh Absolutely. um and, like and uh like and a couple of sours and uh like you know every night and then they'll throw in a wheat beer and uh like and all of these other things amongst like amongst all their haze so and uh, like and they're also a destination farm brewery so yeah. it uh, like it's really good like and i mean that in the best way it's good like i'm noticing a lot of similarities there mm-hmm. absolutely i mean they're it's no coincidence they're they're probably 25 minutes down the road from us uh, right you know, through if you, if you if you hit the back roads and, and keep the pedal to the metal but uh <laughs> uh oh i love yeah. that about that life yeah no i mean we're we're again huge fans of what they're doing we love their styles uh it makes sense uh, you know and yeah they're they're trying to bring the thing about where we are uh geographically you know yeah we're 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 45 to 50 minutes out of hamilton in order to get people here I want to keep them here. Yeah. Uh, where, where, you know, where, where the town we live in Scotland, it's nothing to speak of. It's got a, you know, it's got a LCBO slash corner store, uh, a small restaurant and that's it. Uh, you know, as far as Scotland goes, there, there was a bank once upon a time, there's not even a bank here anymore. So, right. uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're 20 minutes from Brantford. We're 20 minutes from Paris. We're 20 minutes from Simcoe. We're 45 minutes from Hamilton. We're an hour from London. We're an hour and ten from Toronto. Uh, that's where we're pulling from, right? So we're trying to we're trying to get people out here, giving giving them these this experience. Come on out, sit on our patio, look out at that tractor across the water. Uh, you know, look out at that farm field. Check out this vista. Enjoy a delicious craft beer. Enjoy a delicious mm. bite of food, and forget where you are for you know, an hour and a half to two hours, right? That's the mm. whole That's idea the of what we're trying to accomplish here. Hmm. Uh, and, and hopefully you can come out here and not have, you know, if you're an IPA fan, you can come out here and have, I can have like two or three delicious IPAs. Or if you're a sour fan, yeah, I have a sour beer. Or if you like dark beers or if you like multi, or, you know, we're trying to answer that for everybody. Come and sit on our patio. We have a way to make you comfortable. We have a way to make you kind of uh, feel like you want to hang out for here for a while. I love that. 
Um, no, I totally feel that as well. And I think that's a great parallel, Nate. And I definitely see what you're saying, uh, Jeremy, as far as that's concerned. And that's, that's it. Like, you know, this, since I've lived in Hamilton the first, last year, we moved here a year ago and the first while was, you know, when you move, it's nuts for a while. And then this year we've really been trying to, since it started getting warmer, uh, get out to a bunch of places and we've enjoyed that experience. So now I'm, I'm super excited to actually check out the place and sit there for a bit and, and eat some food and crush a few beers. Um, one thing I think is also this is kind of two things I want to t- touch on. Uh, one thing I love, and I imagine that you would echo this, that all of the cans that you do are shorties. I love the shorties. They feel so approachable. They feel so like, ah, I can go one more. It's only a fucking shorty. We're good. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm a big fan of them. Like, uh, I feel I like they're heavily. Um, what was the thinking in the packaging? Uh, lots, lots of beer, uh, lots of enjoying <laughs> beer, basically. Volume. How many? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the idea was, I, I mean, we, for sure, we were inspired by a brewery like Leftfield. Uh, you know, we, we loved what they were making, uh, the beers that they were coming out with, uh, for sure. Uh, the idea that you could have, you know, you know, I was loving the, the IPAs and the double IPAs and the, the feeling that I could have three cans of this and, and just be jacked or, or I could have three, you know, four or five short cans. Um, that was kind of the idea. Was no to get tasting, yeah. tasting as many things as possible mm. and not having to worry too much about it. One little can price point too helps, right? Like just, that's true. I can, we can sell a can for a little bit, you know, we can obviously sell a can for less than a, than a tall can. And it just, it, it seemed to kind of work as far as what people were looking for out here. Like um, there's, there's been moments where I haven't known if that was the right decision or, you know, or not because you get all kinds of crappier heads in here that are just like, yeah, I, I hate the short cans. I love the tall, I want tall cans only. Right. That's an, I don't know if that's yeah. an Ontario thing. I'm not really sure. I, it's an I think it thing. might be. I've thing. seen the, uh, sure. Yeah, I, I like I have seen folks in a, like in Ontario bitch about short cans before. Hmm. Um, Usual suspects, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and it is uh, like it's one of those things. If you spend too much time on Instagram, you like you hear too many of the same comments from the same five people, and you start to think that it's a like that it's a trend in the whole province. Uh, But it's like, but it is one of those things, and it's uh, like 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 you were saying, Jeremy. It's definitely an LCBO thing. There's definitely a preference for uh, like for tall boys there, and that's like a thing that just becomes pervasive in the province after a while. For uh, like for anyone who is. Uh, that they, like who is dipping their foot in the LCBO game? I mean, you kind of gotta have it in tall boys, with a few exceptions. <laughs> yeah, it's th- there's a bunch of breweries that do do a lot of, or like you know, Godspeed essentially exclusively shorties. Dominion City do a, almost all shorties um, to the nail. Leftfield is all shorties. Well, Leftfield for sure. Yeah, to the nail. Um, Sun and Hill. Um, almost all shorties. I mean, even some breweries will just go and pop one beer and shorty. I don't know, like. I didn't know people were complaining about it. That's the first I've seen of that. Um, so I'm like, I don't know. Every time I see a shorty, it's like, 
it's almost like a relief because I feel like I can drink more. So when I when we're doing these, I'm like, oh, we're doing at least six of these bad boys tonight. It's nothing. <laughs> like it's all good. We have to worry about like, but you know, I'm going to crush all of these. Like you know, it's like something a more. They just feel more approachable. Like you know, at the end of the night, yeah. we're like, do I want one more beer? I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk. I'm like, shorty, perfect, low ABV shorty. Yeah. Excuse me. Wrap up the night. You're good to go. Like, I'm. I have definitely a preference for them, but I guess it's you know you can't please everybody, and it is what it is, and. Um, the other thing I want to mention though on that was coming back to what we were saying before about the uh, you guys being maybe an undiscovered gem is one thing I've loved uh, since moving to Ontario is the independent bottle shops in restaurants, cafes, uh, so on, bars, and so on and so forth. Um, I go here in Hamilton to Durand, which is my favorite spot. And, um, you know, there's a lot of other places. There's Princess Cafe in uh, in Kitchener. Obviously, you probably uh, know, but, yep, Shasta Mark, he's a great dude. And then Evan, who's also a champion up in Barry at the Will Brew. Uh, those th- OG, uh, OG Bottle Shop in Cambridge. Oh, That's yeah. Stuff. So I would say those four are probably the ones. Re- and then 4th and 7th in Toronto, um, you know, are really holding it down as far as, you know, like really well curated uh lists have you guys explored much of the indie bottle shop way as far as like to 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 capture the awareness of um some of the market that i really like once again drinking these tonight i'm like oh there's so many people that just need to know about this this is ridiculous like have you guys tapped into any of that at all yeah for sure like we've had our our beer with evan up at the wheel brew um fantastic we've been at og uh, we actually just did an event there not too long ago. Uh, Aiden and I oh, nice. for beer for uh, for their uh, their folks there. Uh, uh Yeah, as much as possible, we try to. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think the the fact that we're not on that that edge of the the hype breweries, I I definitely think that sometimes somebody won't look at one of our beers. Um, uh, and and pass it over for you know for that that beautiful third moon can and you know I'm not knocking that decision I get it I I love those beers uh, but uh, yeah it is what it is yeah yeah it's uh, I guess it's just like a you know a brick by brick effort and you know continuing to sort of get the beers in places where the people that you think you know, that, that would be interested in it can see it and be exposed to it and doing so. I think these bottle shops, because they have like, for lack of a better word, like evangelists in the staff that I've seen. I mean, I don't have as many, as much experience outside of here in Hamilton. And I know all the staff at, um, at Duran. And I know that they, every time, if I don't know, I'm what's going on, bro, what's new, what's going on? They'll be like, oh yeah, we just got this. And they're like, they're, they are excited to tell me what's new. And I'm like, all right, sick. That's what you want uh you know they i don't know if they do staff tastings but they probably do because they seem to typically know about things and i don't know i feel like it's a um if you guys were able to sort of go in and continue to do tastings in those different places um and directly reach the consumers and then also like you know get the the buying people on board um then they will become evangelists and stuff like that and just really i don't know i just feel like this needs to be in more people's hands um and I feel like it's dope that you guys are doing the local stuff. And I think it's really this part, this, this Western, what would you call it? It's not, it's not Southwestern Ontario, is it? Is that where we all are? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? We're yeah. Southwest Ontario. Okay. Yeah. It's fire. It's so killer. There's so much great yeah. stuff. And I just feel like, you know, I know we're going to keep going uh, with the beers, but um, 
Yeah, I feel like it just needs to like uh, once again, you're a pandemic uh, brewery as well, which is is such a, a unique hurdle that you've had to sort of continue to grow through and stuff that sort of maybe stopped a lot of that sort of tourism over the last few years where people would have traveled out, but we're kind of moving into the time where, you know, people are down to cruise about. Now it's just more about awareness and like, all right, this place is sick. They got good food. They got great beer like beautiful views, like it's just a nice drive. Even because you know, Nate and I went up to Willowbold uh, earlier in the summer and it was just a nice ass drive. And even it was yeah. a rainy day, but it was just a pretty drive. Um, so, you know, the same thing for people are coming from Toronto, like, you know, you knew all the times from all these different places and it's quite reasonable uh, to get out. So it's, um, yeah, I do like that Ontario does have a few other options aside from the LCBO, which is a process, whereas getting into the Indies, uh, a matter of a phone call or an email and just connecting with somebody and doing a tasting or something. But um For sure. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are well aware that uh folks will be all over this the more people get to try it. Um loving it. So should we I'm looking at the time. Should we go uh nexties? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should. Saying? Uh let's go with Kiss That Frog, the West Coast. I, I was really hoping this one was going to be on the roster tonight. I'm really excited to hear you say that. Yes. Aside from the Krispies, uh, West Coast is something that Nathaniel and I have a, a particular deep affinity for. Um, this is a style that is extraordinarily underrated and under... Uh, but we all started drinking yeah. these. This is how we how we got into Hell yeah, IPAs, is. isn't it? That's right. That's right. They're they're making and a you mentioned yes, and I, I, and we couldn't be happier for it. <laughs> um, you you mentioned so earlier that a lot of like that a lot of your beer names might have uh, like might have come out of uh, you know just whatever happened to be pl- uh, whatever happened to be playing at the brewery uh, uh, like on the speakers and uh, and whatnot. This one stuck out to me. Uh, my. My wife and her mom are uh, like our big uh, Peter Gabriel fans. So, uh, like, as soon, so as soon as I saw this, I sent like I sent them a picture of it. I'm like, okay, you're gonna be like you're gonna like this one. <laughs> you just yeah. had some Genesis playing in the background at the brewery, I guess. No, it was uh, yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely a Peter Gabriel uh, reference. Uh, I had it stuck in my head. It, it, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Like et cetera, et cetera is like a uh, uh, an Eminem an Eminem song that I was listening to while I was running around the pond one night. Uh, which one? So that's et cetera. And, well, which song? It was from oh gosh, it was from one of his albums. It was like just cold, et cetera. One of the song. No, the the song's not called et cetera. It was just a line in the song. It just said uh, oh gosh, it was a really dope line. I wish I could remember it. But it was basically just like, like something like it just goes on and on, et cetera, et cetera. And I never heard. I mean, it was just so typically Eminem to rap, et cetera, in a song. Oh, of uh, course. But I just loved the the the, the reference to it. And, so it's like uh, that's a consistent thing that you guys are doing as far as uh, keeping the music thing happening. Well, it's just like what's in my headphones all the time when we're like, I mean, naming beers is harder than making beers sometimes I think, <laughs> like, uh, coming up with, and I, well, and then Tara, Tara, the brand manager who actually designs all the cans would probably argue that she'd probably say that coming up with all the artwork and everything is harder than anything else 
Yeah, but, I mean, uh, <laughs> you have to have you have to have a cat catalog of of beer names if you're going to try to release beers every week. Otherwise, it's just like, I mean, IPA number two, IPA number three, yeah. IPA number fifty-seven. I've seen brewers do that. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm not mad at that. I mean, but uh, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Branding yep. is probably a little more deeper than that. Like it's uh if you want to do something a little fun, particularly this real this label's sick. It looks like one of those uh That's, it's green toads. That's awesome. Um, um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Um so Westy, nice like caramel, not quite amber, but that kind of beautiful, like a little opaque. Um what would you what would you describe this as? What's the color? I can't. I can't nail it. Yeah, it's definitely got some of the like. It the doesn't have amber? any caramel malt in it, but it does have like a little hint of amber. I, just I think from the Vienna in it, maybe or. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm not, not yeah, quite I'd, sure where the color. I'd have I'd have called it a rusty orange. There you go, rusty orange. Look at that, Nathaniel coming through with the goods. Nice. Um, can we cheers? Cheers, cheers. legends. Cheers. cheers. Nice. Oh yeah. Okay. So this mm. is six point five. Um, what are the hops in this one? This is uh, Cascade Simcoe. All right. Nice. Um, I I'm digging it, man. This is uh, this is great. This is okay. So it's got that kind of like it's still it's like a multi nose. It's like a like a citrusy multi nose. Super huge, creamy. Like, yeah. Mango. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little um, like apricot There you go. Stone fruit. Um, the pininess uh, is there, uh, but it's not over the top. Um, so it's, it's earthy and like bit of, like bit of resinous sweetness going on. Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um. Yeah, great multi vibes as well. So it's like it's super present, which kind of needs to be in West Coast. It needs to be have like that real, you know, bready buddy. Um but balance not overly sweet. Like it's sweet, but it's not crazy. Um and but it's also like sometimes, you know, like we we're talking about earlier, it's not like tongue ripping, uh like hoppy vibes, like this is it's money and it's six five, so it's a little ballsier too. Um yeah, this nails it. This is great. Is this the first West Coast you guys have done, or you've been doing this one for a while? Yeah, I I made a version of it uh, prior to Aiden. It was this same kind of idea, but Aiden took it and uh, um, definitely amped it up a little bit. Hell yeah! Um, how does this go out of the brewery? I know we were talking before about the um, you know, like the hazy IPA and stuff. Oh, the pale ale. I'm sorry. Um, how does the Westy go? Surprisingly well, I think. I think a lot of people are still, still thinking. When you say IPA, I think that's still what some people expect. A little bit is that style. I mean, yes. Uh, I've told I've told Aiden this story, but I mean, one of my first kind of crappier experiences was uh, having a having a headstock from Nickelbrook. Great one, uh, mm. and and you know, just classic, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, 
you know, that kind of fits in that style. That's kind of what, what I, what I kind of, you know, uh, grew up on a little bit was that, that style of beer. Uh, gosh, Nickelbrook. Right. Is that, is that a green apple from Nickelbrook that you have on your, your it's, shelf right there? It's a collab we did because I grew okay. up, I came up drinking the green apple pills now. So then uh-huh. I messaged them. I was like, yo, would you, cause I knew them from just from BOS and I was like, Hey, would you guys be down to do like a smoothie sour with green apple in it to, as a tie back <laughs> to the Pilsner? And Amazing. They went into the, to the, uh, smoothie idea, but then they were like, do you want to redo it? But as like a dessert lager inspired by Rorschach's or charter lager. So we did a, um, a green apple lager with, uh, lactose and a bit of spices. So it had, um, apple puree, nutmeg, cinnamon, allspice, and ginger. So it was kind of like a, a little tweak on that, which was like that, yeah, like that OG classic. And I remember drinking drinking that back in the day, and drinking Headstock and 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 all the yeah. uh, Mad Tom. Um, what else is Westy at out of Ontario? Um, Bone Shaker. Bone Shaker. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yes. There you go. So like those types of beers. Like I feel like all of us. I mean, I was twenty eleven here in australia i was drinking like little creatures paler which was ripped my tongue off in like 20 2009 type of thing but right. you know you come in here and I, you have these other ones i'm like whoa what the fuck is all this and it's uh it, it's great these these are super formative beers for all of us um uh you know which is cool so this was like a would you say like an homage to to that yeah. uh definitely yeah like the style for sure Absolutely. I mean, that's. I think that's a beer that Aiden and I have talked about that we we both loved. Uh, yeah, and still do, right? So, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I brought in a a can of uh, Jaipur from uh, yes from, from oh. over in the UK. It was in oh, the LCBOs Thorn, uh, and Thornbury or Thorn. What's it called? Thornbridge. Thorn Thornbridge. There you go. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I picked that up and then brought it into Jeremy and I was like, "You got to try this." And he's like, "Is this going to be good?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like. I really enjoyed this beer. So it was, uh, and then kind of following that was when we brought this, uh, this brand back. That's sick. That's, um, that's a good one. Sorry. My dog just ran in. I guess. Oh <laughs> guy, Say hi, bear. Say hi, buddy. Say hi, buddy. <laughs> I don't know why he's so, I don't know why. Maybe my girlfriend opened the door. Maybe he was like, getting. Uh, <laughs> you good buddy. Um, yeah, I like that. That that's a great. That was a great beer. That Jaipur, man. I hadn't had that for a while. Um, even when it, we were in Florida for a month and we were drinking uh, High Life from Cigar City, and I got two hearted from Bells, and I was like, oh man, yeah. they were like my friend. And once again, short cans. I got like six packs in short cans, and I never buy more than one, two tops of any beer if I can avoid it. And I imagine you guys are probably yeah. similar. And yeah. um, like just having those Westies, they were just so okay. I put you down, buddy. Um, they're just such like a, a fantastic if you get like a really well-made west coast ipa they're they're just amazing like they really are like it, it's really cool and i feel like even in quebec there was aside from sankey and baron who's you know i think nate mentioned them earlier they probably do the most um west west coast like they do like numerous like maybe 10 different ones um but there's not that many breweries out there that are doing it. i feel like here aside from headstock and lone pine who are basically year-rounders um it's there's not a lot i know third moon did that left-hand path recently which was great um and there's been like a few one-offs here and there of different breweries um but 
it's not, excuse me, like the most common style in the world. So when you get it, you're like, oh, like this is fucking, this is great. And I feel like it breaks it up. It was kind of like, Jeremy, I was definitely like, like aligned everything with what you were saying, where I was like a straight haze boy for the longest time. And when I got into Krispies, like I would not start a drinking session without, uh, a lager or pills or something like that like whatever like never it was my favorite thing it's weird to me if i just start straight on like a haze or something like that and i've really grown to appreciate it and to understand like you know talking about the esb um oh fuck he's got something uh, buddy <laughs> come here he found some like we got these little coffee cups and he found some lids Barrington, come here buddy he's just, <laughs> he's holding him in his mouth and staring at me it means he's gonna chew it okay i'm gonna tell my girlfriend to come down and get him bear but yeah, like I just really like the um yeah, I just like that these like West Coasts have become something that like like Nate and I did a full episode on it. When was it? This year, last year? I can never remember. No, it was last year around this time. Last year, okay. And it was just like there's just it's just such a phenomenal style and there's just not that many choices. So I do love uh seeing when there's a, a, a you know, a brewery that's doing Westies. Um you know, the the gives you a different you know you've got the the classics that are available year round essentially at the lcbo but then you know you've got a few like one-off that are fun just like the haze we get the fun stuff um you know that that all the time every week there's multiple new new england ipas that you can grab but westies it's like you know once every three months or something you know um so it's very cool um to to see how often do you guys do this one then uh, well, we came out with what we came out with this version, uh, not this version, but this this beer uh, idea back in the spring, and then yeah, we just released it uh, what a couple of weeks ago. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week, maybe or the previous Every, week. Yeah. No. Yeah. Funny. Okay, so it's like, so sorry, just to correct, was this the first time or this was the? You this was the second times. second time. This is the second time releasing this beer, but this is definitely much more uh Aiden's version of this beer. Okay. Which, uh, which I'm enjoying a lot. What what changed between the um first version and this version? I don't know if I I don't think I saw the original recipe, but it's <laughs> uh just uh a blend of um, a touch of Maris Otter just to give it a little bit of uh, a little bit more body. Some uh, two row, some Vienna. Um, okay. I think uh, caramalt um, as kind of like the dextrin malt and a touch of uh, wheat in it, and then um, cascade at the start of the boil. Um, okay. Which, uh, like, even in in the lagers, we didn't really talk about the hops, but typically I like to do uh, like low alpha acids, kind of hops starting at around like 30 minutes and go to the end of the boil sort of thing. So adding hops at the start of the boil seemed uh, a little foreign to me. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, hops at the start of the boil, just like I did when I started brewing. And then uh, then a small dry hop which and a uh, little bit at the end of the boil and small dry hop. Like it was kind of funny looking back at how how you brew these West Coast beers and like the the dry hops aren't anything like you do on the hazies like no way eh? we'll be pouring bags in on uh on like a 10 heck batch of a hazy but only the, like or like two bags or whatever in a west coast it's kind of funny 
I can only, yeah, I can imagine it must be pretty intense, like pretty hilarious. But could, could you guys do, like, would you, I guess? So, like, are you, this is like, this to me feels like a pretty, like, retro old school West Coast. That's mm, what that's, so. it's a nod to. Is that accurate? Would you say? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think, uh, like, I love Ontario hops, and I think that, um, I would like, I love using them. Like, that was one of the things that I, uh talked to jeremy about when i first started was like let's get in some uh like we both know uh hey ho hops so i was like let's get in some hey ho hops get the get the cascade and the chinook in and uh i think that like ontario hops on their own won't shine and stand up to some of those uh like Like the big uh, midwest hops and stuff and the australian and new zealand hops but they're they like really add something to to a beer and it it brings me back to kind of the west coast era where uh everyone is using those like ontario cascade 100 percent cascade ipas and we drank the shit out of them (laughs) do we ever (laughs) we ever like i wonder if the market for west coast is sort of expanding or do we need to like reintroduce people to westies like in the I sense so. of, you know what I mean? Like I feel like maybe people have forgotten there's going to be the folks who don't like what IPAs because that's what they think IPAs are, which are very, it's really not the case. And then there's folks who would be down for it, but they're just not really exposed to it anymore. And once they actually taste like, oh, like particularly like these, like what you would call maybe New World West Coast, where it's like, it's still very, um very much like a, uh, uh, the new ones are very much like the old ones, but they're just like you know, maybe, like you said, uh, Aiden, with like some new school hops, like you know, some Nelson or some Moteca or some shit like that to make it a little juicier and brighter. But it still carries that malty, biscuity, resinous kind of thing, just with a little bit of tropical fruit added as well. Like it's, I feel like this is it's such a deeper style than it used to be. There was definitely sure. an era where, where everybody you just wanted to see how many ibus you could pump into a beer <laughs> yeah yep. i remember oh, those I, days uh, which is which is challenging <clears throat> to people like i you know one of the, one of the first uh ipas i ever had was like a red racer and i thought yeah like the first time i had that it was it was shocking it was like the most you know the most bitter type of beer i'd ever drank in my life um so you know i don't know if it's necessarily it's the best introductory way to get into craft beer as a West Coast beer. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think that's probably even though that was well. my way. But I would say probably a lot of people in Ontario have the same experience with Bone Shaker. That was certainly my experience. The, 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 like right. the, the first time I had that as yeah. well. Jesus, yeah. what is this? But that was in the uh, IBU era. I would argue was that like yes, that's when yeah. that was around. So to that was an ex- extreme beer. And you didn't really complain about extreme beers. You bought that nine percent double IPA to punch you in the face and to punch your tongue heavy, and that's what you were there for. But like, it's it's not introducing anybody to beer. Like West Coast IPAs are a niche, and I think that they are still under. So I feel like there's so many people who would love them, and maybe they're a little more experienced in other styles. I do not think it's for novices, even for when I was getting into them. 
it wasn't like the first thing I did. It took a little bit to really, you know, get work up to it. And then once you're into it, when this was the only IPA, there was no, well, I guess it was this and an English IPA, which are pretty, you know, not, not super exciting in comparison. So it was like, I, I can't imagine now trying to convince somebody to like craft beer with these very intense flavors. It's like trying to give, you know, like um, give someone an olive or something fucking intense, you know, to, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much going on. Well, like, like while I don't disagree on some, like on some of those, but like there's quite a like there's quite a range of West Coast IPAs these days, and especially when you th- like when you think of kind of the new agey, uh, uh, like like West Coast, some of them are like like they're not quite as bitter, and they're like a lot of them are just very fruit forward and pretty like and pretty low bitterness. I like. I think there are some West Coast IPAs that you could uh, like that you could convince a newbie with the, the, like these days. Some of the even really like the more so? like kind of yeah, I do, I do. Like like even some of the more like Cali style ones, like the like the kind of classic California style ones are not the tongue stripping bitter ones. That like if hmm. you think of anything that reminds you of something even like uh, like two like hearted, uh, like of two hearted or um, yeah highlight uh, like or like or something similar like that they're not all that bitter no that's true that's definitely true i found like i fucking love like i got a six pack of highlight and two hearted and i still have one highlight left yeah. from like april but i've crushed all the two hearted so i feel like i just liked it a little more but there were even those two beers were very different if you want to talk yeah. about short can crushable like you know, uh, legacy brands. I mean, they're guessing there's a Sierra Nevada and the stone and stuff like that, that we were probably all drinking up here and, and, you know, getting into it and that, that those beers were responsible for a lot of the early, uh, Canadian stuff. Um, I, I'd be curious if it would, I, I like your thinking, Nate, and I think you're right when, if you think about some of the stuff, you know, the Sankey M stuff where they've got like 10 different West coast and they're all so different. I just I wonder the type of person and the type of drinker, not the type of person, the type of drinker really, that would be converted to craft beer from a Westie. Like it, it could be someone who's just after extreme shit. Like there's I guess there's some people who just like, yeah, give me a twelve percent stout. Like maybe it's that person. Like <laughs> even if they're a wine drinker or whatever they drink, and then like I just like ex- like twelve percent stouts and that's it. Like maybe they would be down for it because they just I like extreme flavors. Whereas, like, I don't, I don't know. Being that there's a, the popularity of seltzers and RTDs that are a little more like five percent soft, nothing too crazy. Like, I wonder who, and I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like, who would be convinced to be like, you know what, craft beer might be my thing after drinking like a nice little grassy, bitter, piney, resinous Westy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're just going to make it for us anyway. <laughs> that's all the, it's not all about converting. I, like that. I think that's way more important. <laughs> no, I mean... I you got other beers that convert like, people. There's, there's definitely a nostalgia market for them, right? Like that's a great that point. Great were point. We're loving drinking those beers back in the day and can't find them anymore. Um, there's know, really not our, many one of our bartenders was bugging us for the longest time to make one. And we finally kind of said, yeah, fuck it. We're going to make one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, I definitely think there's, there's part of that. It's just, yeah. Guys like me want to, want to taste one again. I like mm-hmm. it. 
and once again, it's all it's it's, it's the packaging. I mean, obviously, you're, if you're at the bar, you're going to get a pour, but like, it's not like. Do you guys sell singles or is it all four packs? Yeah, no, we sell singles. Yeah, whatever. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. That's something that. I love that a lot. Um, that people can come through and be like, yeah, let me give it a try. It's a it's a pretty can, cool name. It's a you know they trust everything else you do. Why not give it a give it a crack? It's a short can. It's not like it's fucking ten dollars to to give it a crack. You know, um, no, it it sells it sells pretty good. I I would I, I would love say it. out of our lineup, uh, you know, we don't we don't really worry about this one sitting around for too long. Good. That makes That's me good. that makes me very happy. I'm I'm always sort of curious to see like the the type of person. I guess that's really what it comes down to. I don't know who the the type of person who would be converted by a Westie. I know that I've given say my girlfriend's friends who are wine say white wine drinkers. I remember specifically we were in New York and I was drinking another half IPA and she was like, "What's that about?" And I was like, "Take a sip." And she's like, "Whoa!" Like you know, she couldn't believe that beer tasted like that. And I feel like um, New England IPAs are arguably one, of, and, and probably Sours would be the second, be the most gateway beers. Like, uh, you know, a, a great craft lager is a, is cool for people who are already beer drinkers if they're not too stuck in their ways with their brand that they love or whatever. But, you know, Haze, because it's fruity and inoffensive, and you got some like Sours that are just, you know, fruity and whatever as well, like a quite... Um, appealing to a lot of different uh palettes so like if, if there's an you know if there's someone that's convinced by westy but then who gives a shit not everything has to be about gateway i think gateway is important but you guys have a lot of beers that are for that and i think there needs to be some stuff as well for like you like <clears> you <throat> said jeremy this is a beer for you and i love that because there's yeah. a lot of cats like you who are coming through to the brewery like all of us the three of us here obviously would be that's exactly what's up like we're coming oh, through like, all over that yeah yeah, give me that, Westy. Yeah, that's Three dope. of us. Who are, you who are you leaving out there? No, well, I'm saying I'm talking to <laughs> Jeremy. I say you, me, and Aiden would be the type of cats because we're beer drinkers. I'm, to just, come I'm through. just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> it was good. It was a good work. Um, when did we do this it's one? Funny what, you, so, funny what you said about sour beers, though. Sorry. Yeah? I, no, I keep think, it going, I please. Think, I, think, I think they're more the gateway than, than IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, when mm. we get people that are not non-beer drinkers, the first thing I steer them to is, is sour? a sour beer. 100%. Why is that? Because they usually they're like a wine drinker or a cider drinker if they're coming into our place. Or like maybe cocktails? Because cocktails are yeah, all or sour cocktail. too. Or yeah, 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 there could be a way there. Yeah. I find I, I don't know that they're ever coming back to actual beer. Mm. Uh, like or 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 you know more traditional beer styles but i can at least get them drinking that style uh and and drinking something that's in our lineup for sure that's great yep that makes a lot of sense though i feel like sal was a like if you really had to like look at the whole spectrum of um styles sours have to be the the most very like there's the most variables throughout it. Like, do you got like you know? At the very least, it's just the fruit. Even if it's just kettle sours with fruit, like nothing yeah. crazy. You know, probably the most natural. Like, probably the most natural convert from a wine drinker or a cocktail drinker. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 
I can see the white wine particularly. White wine drink is even more than red because, like, you know, white yeah, wine drink is yeah. – there's always a little bit of tartness, green apple, sometimes sure. pineapple, mm-hmm. and little, it's a little snappy. And then you can have, like, a even just a straight Berliner with no no fruit. And then you give people a smoothie sour, and you're like, oh, shit, what's up with that? Like, you know, it's um, it's interesting the, the styles that do convert people. Yep. And I guess there's no, like, one answer to it really because it'll i mean i guess there's so many factors it's you know where you're at and the individual and like what they're in the mood for that evening and so on and so forth is and then if they're feeling open to just trying stuff some people go to a brewery you're not open to try stuff i'm like oh you're probably in the wrong place my guy like yeah yeah. (laughs) well being you guys a destination brewery like the people that come in there they're going to drink something and you've got offerings for people that are out you know over and above um, beer, which I think is so important. I was saying, I don't know if I was telling Nate, I was saying on an earlier podcast, you know, in the the travels I've done this year to the States, the one thing I notice is that most breweries have uh, a, a significant volume of alternatives. Some of them that we saw had like draft cocktails, draft wine, um, you know, there's ciders and, and non-alcoholic and all these different stuff and spritzes where they have like, you know, they make little things for your cocktails or whatever um, on the spot as opposed to like a draft one. I'm like, you know, it's it's bringing, I guess in, in this economy again, it's bringing people into the business to get them familiar with it and to support something local, which I think everybody wants to do regardless of what you're into. You, everybody anywhere wants to support for local. Sure. And then just be able to cater to to as many palates as you possibly can and give people something that they're, you know, they'll be satisfied with. And hopefully they'll keep coming back and eventually just want to try the stuff that you make there because they love the brand so much. They love the environment. They love the people. And they're like, ah, I don't drink beer, but I've been here seven times. I should probably try your shit, you know, and uh, (laughs) and get into it. It's, It's an interesting thing for you guys have to sort of, you know, work people through. Um. Which is very cool, and it's a it's a lot of work. It's good work because what you guys are doing is good work for yourself. But you really, if if any brewery is converting a a drinker, you're converting for the at the very least the province. Uh you know, so it's 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 genuine community work. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a yeah. it's a lot of stuff. I mean. I mean, the best thing I see is we get a table of, you know, 10 to 12 people and it's as, as as diverse as can come, right? Like, you know, you got mom, dad, the kids, the the baby, the, you know, the, you know, everybody's part of that maybe. table. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and we are trying to make sure that everybody's comfortable while they're here and everybody can come back and mm-hmm. they're going to bring, you know, it's the whole idea. They're going to bring their friends or their other extended family. And it just kind of snowballs from there. So yeah, we're, we're, we are certainly, you know, at the end of the day, as much as we're a brewery, like it's, it's a business. We're here to survive. Right. We're here to uh, like, we, we love beer. We love what we're doing. We love what we're making. We, we care a shit ton about what we're putting out to the general public. Uh, But at the same time, I'm, trying to get you to come in and spend some money while you're here that's definitely i'm not i'm not going to bullshit you and tell you that's not part of the equation to what we're what we're doing here by any means <laughs> no there's nothing wrong with that my man yep. it's uh everybody knows that's the point and 
And that's what that I think that's what it really comes down to. I think people get tw- get it twisted a bit with beer. They forget, you know, a lot of people feel beer is this real passion thing, and and it is. Oh. But brewery, breweries are a business, and they do need to appeal to a lot of people to be able to survive. And it's probably never been tougher without, you know, I don't know if I'm exaggerating that, but I'm pretty sure it might, at least in the time that maybe the three of us have been into beers, maybe never been tougher because we had the big boom and every everyone's opening and it's all going crazy. And now we're having this strange little downturn, you know, economically that um, is is hitting maybe luxury items harder and you could probably put beer in that category and at least going out to enjoy yourself. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, three, three years, our inputs have doubled and tripled like for what it costs to to actually produce a beer right like it's not i've heard it's crazy yeah Mm -hmm. do you pass on that to the consumer or do you try and eat as much of it as possible who can't i mean you can't pass everything on yeah for sure you have to make it still approachable there's definitely a price point that that people will accept uh and and then there's a point where they'll say no i you know i can't I can't justify going there anymore because everybody's struggling right now, right? Everybody's having a tougher time with their mortgage payments, with their, with their grocery bills, with, you know, everything that they're doing. So, uh, yeah, we can't just be like, yeah, forget it. It's, it's 12 bucks a pint, you know, like that would be, we'd be, we'd be also be out of business pretty quickly for, for where we are. Right. Yeah. No, I feel you. It's, um, when I was last time I was in Australia, Jesus Christ, the price of like, I think for like a half pint it was like nineteen dollars. Like it was Whoa. in in one particular place, and I think it was a tap takeover that they exported it. But the taxes and stuff, the beer that I'm talking like sixty dollar four packs there. Yeah, my God, it is bonkers. It is so like that's, crazy. Like that's like crazy. that's that's the price that you would expect to put, uh, pay at like. Uh, the Rogers Center, for, basically, right? For, for, yeah. for, a, for a pint of Bud, <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> I heard because I was at Rogers Center. We went to the Beyonce concert, and I heard that there was. I found out after, like, like a weeks after the show, that there was a separate level where you could go and buy craft beer. And someone told me like a Bellwoods beer was seventeen dollars for a yeah for, for a Bellwood. So, but you get it like a Memorial Cup or whatever. I don't know for the Beyonce Ooh. concert. Like <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe for the Jays games you do. Yeah, but it's um yeah, beer can be crazy. Every time I go straight, it's just cra- it's crazy what they pay. That's insane. And I think that was for like remember that you know that uh, I think it's a Belgian brewery called Tool T O with the O three yeah 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 it, they did a tap yeah. takeover and dudes were there because I obviously when I go back people are buying me beers and I'm just like they're like yeah I'll get you beer I'm like fucking nineteen dollars a half pint my guy like it's okay don't worry I'll get it they're like nah it's nothing don't worry like I just feel like their life is so expensive that it's they get paid enough to be able to pay these absurd it's prices just for them. <laughs> I think so. Like I knew people oh who God. are nineteen years old. One of my friend, my good friends, uh, her son worked at McDonald's, and he owned a car. And her daughter just worked at a lighting store, and she bought a house. Like because I think you get paid so well there that you're able to do stuff, you know, in life. Wow. Um, totally oh. different vibes, but yeah, beer can be very expensive. <laughs> next, next beer. Next beer. Do it. What do we do? What do you think? Fellas? Should we do uh, et cetera, or should we do corduroy? That's up to you, Aiden. You're calling the shots. 
Oh, you're in charge. Let's of finish the call, man. Let's, let's do corduroy. All right. All right. What color is that one? Just so I know. Uh, it's like it's a, a dark orangey. Beer. Gotcha. Oh, I see him. Oh, a dark beer. Let's go. Oh, that's wicked. What's uh? When you're saying dark beer, this is just like a dark lager. Yeah, so it's a dark lager. Um, I kind of, it's the best way to kind of describe this beer is that it's partway between like a a Dunkel and a Porter. So, um, like my okay. my home brewing started with very like farmhouse beers. So I kind of like to do the uh, beer like B I E R as kind of like a nod to just like it's it's farmhousey. It doesn't quite fit a style. It doesn't really make sense, but tastes good. I love that. So is this, uh, is the lager? Yeah. So, uh, fermented with lager yeast, um, mostly like Weirman German malts, but, uh, a touch of like some English malt and, uh, just kind of has the right balance of both. Look at that. That is disgusting. Yes. Let's go. (laughs) The head on that is gorgeous. Yeah, mostly Ooh. like kind of all of our loggers. I just love that like real meringue foam. Like when when you see yeah. someone pour a beer and they're pouring the foam off, it hurts my soul. But when uh, when you can pour a beer and it has like a nice lasting head, or you can whip it a little bit, that's that's what it's all about. Oh yeah, man, and I hear you on that. Um, let me take this. For, this is this is awesome. So is this one a? Uh, yeah, look at this here. Oh, stop it, Nathaniel. Stop that. That is gorgeous. That's beer porn. (laughs) (laughs) Was that an account or was that just like a hashtag? (laughs) I I think it was a hashtag. And then maybe they banned it. Might have been. They might have banned it for the the naughtiness of that. Barrington. Oi. I let him go, and then he started getting... I don't know why he just gets anything he puts in his fucking mouth. Dude, come here. Look at that. Look at, look, look, look at this tower of foam right here. Ooh, a tower. Some might, oh, too soon. It was 9-11, like, this, this week, bro. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. You are problematic, Nate. <laughs> Holy shit, it's the 14th. I, I, Jesus Christ. Hey, is it, that's you, not me. That's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're the problematic one, not me. Barrington. Oh my god. What are you dude. doing to me, man? Sorry, dude. I'm calling you out. <laughs> my guy, why are you busting up the tank? Stop doing that. Oi. Barrington. Dogs, am I right? Dogs are like children. Boys. Barrington. <laughs> pipe down, bud. Oh yeah, eh? Gentlemen. Cheers. Sure, cheers. Cheers, buds. Oh, that is glorious. He stood up and looked at me, so I let him go. And then he went and did bad things. I know, right? Oh, this is great. So this is uh, 4.3. Oh, let's go. So you said halfway between a Dunkel and a Porter. Yeah. Interesting. That is fascinating. Um, This is delicious. What what are the, uh, what's the malts in this bad boy? Um, so like a touch of Pilsner, um, some Munich, like both Munichs, um, I think some, uh, crystal extra dark, some, uh, some rye, some 
uh, and I think just like a touch of roast barley. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, just a step mash and then um, decent amount of bitterness, kind of those. I think uh, I think this one's actually some Ontario Cascade, um, okay. but like approached kind of in the way of hopping that I was talking about with those other loggers, kind of later on in the boil, lower alpha and uh, multiple additions to kind of get your your bitterness there rather than doing all of your hopping for bittering at the start of the boil. Um, okay. And I think that that really lends into that like lasting foam and that whippability. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it got a 75 minute boil, but I can't quite remember now. It's been, it's been, it's been a, a little while. <laughs> and then this one was also mm-hmm. uh, fermented under pressure. So we have a spunding valve and uh, kind of, keep in some of that CO2 to carbonate it naturally. Okay. Um, what's that about? Reminds- um, so, so like I don't a- know everything about it, but again, this is kind of one of those things that I picked up from Lager Dave and uh, I noticed it made a difference in the beers. Like you can get a lot cleaner fermentation a lot quicker. Um, I actually saw uh, Escarpment Labs has an article out about kind of all of the, all of the joys of fermenting under pressure, but um yeah, I did just find it. It like if you do a side by side, you will notice a difference. I think like less diacetyl production, um, okay. so your beers don't take as long to clean up and everything. And um, also, just like the the bubbles are softer and tighter, and all around, there's just there's no downsides really. Mm. What is directly like fermenting under pressure? Is that like um? What what is so that basically look like? Um, you may have seen like sometimes brewers will post it on their Instagram story or whatever, but you have a little cup that comes off of the side of your tank. So rather than having uh, like a, a hose to a bucket like you generally see, mm-hmm. so you'll you'll have it kind of open to the bucket until fermentation starts to slow down, and then you'll close the tank. And by doing that, you'll basically uh, redirect the CO two to a pressure relief valve that you can set. And then mm-hmm. it will vent off into a little container of water or uh, sanitizer, and you can determine how much CO two you keep in uh, in the tank. It sounds like a um, a mocha pot. Like, have you are you guys into coffee? I am, but I'm not familiar with that. Not that into coffee. No, Nate, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do I know what I'm talking about? No. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like the Italian, the little like hexagonal Italian thing, and like oh, like, the, this, like the, the like the little stovetop job. The stovetop. I've been oh, rocking yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like the closest thing to an espresso without getting an espresso machine, and they have a full like a pressure valve in it so that it doesn't explode. So it's like it, it reminds right. me of of that where you're sort of like actually boiling it under pressure, and like if something goes wrong, there's like a little little valve in that bad boy so that. Yeah, so it doesn't doesn't go wrong. Okay, interesting. Okay, dude, this yeah, is so it just uh, bubbles off. It's sweet, right? Um, legit. This is this is so good. Um, this is insane. Yeah, like you guys have really got something going. I mean, look, obviously everything tonight has been exceptional, uh, bar none, legitimately. And this is this is fucking crazy. This is so good. It's like it's such an interesting mix of stuff. So like, is it? 
the idea, I guess, was just to kind of make some sort of a blend of the styles, or was it, and just sort of like fuck with it and be like, ah, how about we add this much mold, blah blah blah. And you're like, oh, it's kind um, of in between a porter and so. Like, what was the thinking? It was just kind of like you look at like the Dunkles, and I I love them, but I want a little bit more, uh, like a little bit more roast, and I want kind of a touch more dryness. Um, where they kind of can have some like sweetness to it. Um, and yeah. then uh, just kind of thinking about that and honestly, like taking a little bit of influence from uh, Matron's Muff. Like, I love that beer. Oh, that's and uh, it's been a while since I gave that a taste, but um, I can see that. I can see like, the influence there. I can absolutely see yeah. that. That's a great beer. Okay. Um, I feel like this is just further, uh, and Nate, I imagine you'll agree here. This is just further cementing the that you guys are not. You guys are like, this is five from five. This is this is a very very strong hit rate right here. Like no bullshit, no yeah. smoke up your ass. Like we don't have to. Like this is fucking killer. Um, and you guys are able to do everything at like a at such a, a great level, like such a fantastic level of of quality. Now this is probably the first like dark dark beer. I mean, I know we had the ESB, which and then a little maybe deeper again the Westy and the Haze, and then the like the the Fest beer and stuff. Like this is um, this is really showcasing you guys um the the range that you're able to, to mm-hmm. do. Like, is this a an Oktoberfest? thing or is this like a um uh, no this one was kind of like a right before uh so this this one we released last week and uh it's just like a we just wanted kind of that perfect fall beer like something you put a a hoodie on and sit outside by a fire or let's go maybe put it in your body and go for a walk through the or something in a couple weeks (laughs) take the dog for a walk at midnight and uh yeah exactly yeah i mean this this is uh, like a great yeah this is like a cool addition to the to the rest of the lineup of the 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 four beers from from what it feels yeah. like yeah the, this one like the esb for me is all in the subtleties mm. um like, like, like the flavors are so delicate and it just comes together so like so beautifully it's it's light um, it, like it's very roasty, but it's got a like, but it's got a complex flavor profile. Like I'm definitely getting like I'm getting something chocolatey. There's something that's giving me Coffee. like kind of espresso vibes about yeah. it. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, 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 there's definitely an espresso vibe to it, which is like which is really speaking to me, and I know is going to speak to C as well. Um, For sure. And the, the, like there's just a touch of sweetness but the finish is super super dry it, it like and it's got such a lovely fluffy carbonation to it that like man this yeah. is just lovely this is just thank lovely. you i appreciate that that's a good way to explain it fluffy combination and just fucking lovely um it's very impressive boys like honestly once again it's kind of all making me more mad that uh i haven't been exploring your stuff earlier like it's uh <laughs> I'm deeply, deeply impressed. This is this is super cool, and this is a excuse me if I um, I guess because I've actually if you look to my left here I have uh, four empty glasses so I'm actually going through everything tonight which hasn't happened in in, in a while. It's very like crushing everything. The this is the second time I think you said you did this beer. 
Uh, this is the first time that we've done the it. The first I, time ever. Okay, I'm I sorry. brewed something similar at a previous brewery once, but um, yeah, it was it was a different recipe. I just kind of it was kind of Tweeted inspired by that. Yeah. Okay. And how's the response? I mean, this, like you said, I think you said this came out a week or so ago. Like, how how has people responded to a beer like this? Do you guys do a lot of dark beers? I guess is the secondary question now. We typically have. We always have one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dark beer is another one of those. Uh, there's a, a definitely a niche kind of population that's looking for a dark beer all the time. So yeah, we tend to have a style, uh, one one in that style. Okay. What would you uh, this, do? Like this one. Uh, we've we've definitely done, we've done. Well, we started out like the first one of the first beers that we had in our lineup was a chocolate milk stout. You know, nice. uh, uh, very much uh, an homage to Wellington's chocolate milk stout at that time. Right? It was a, a lactose, yeah, uh, inspired okay. kind of stout. Right. Uh, We've kind of gone from that. We've tried some porters uh, a little bit lighter so we can drink them all year round. Uh, the coffee porter, the uh, the chocolate, the chocolate stouts. We've, we've done different versions of every one of them. But uh, I, I really like this version that Aiden came up with, actually. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I can see why, my man. This yeah. is um, this is fantastic like i'm such a big fan of uh dark beers i like to tend to i tend to like to um uh like kind of finish up either on a sour or a dark beer you know drink some crispies and then drink some uh some haze and ipas and different you know whether it's westies or whatever and then wrap up on like a sour or a uh, a dark beer my favorite is a short can dark beer and i really feel yeah. at low abv <laughs> dark beer by the way um and this is i'm sorry what was this four three i mean this is like the type of thing that it'd be like oh cool i've had my other stuff for the night i've tapped out on those flavor profiles i want something different to just like bring it home because this maybe replaces getting a little drunk and then having some chocolate or something that probably you know would be better off not having and this scratches (laughs) that itch because it's sweet enough um yet bitter enough where it's 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 this is the type of thing I really feel like is uh, that, that should be in every fridge. Like uh, I would like this type of thing in my fridge at all pints. Um, it is, is it, like it is sweet up front, but it still finishes so dry so that dry. like it barely feels like you're having anything. It's that's yeah. the beauty of it, though, right? Like it probably hits you, yeah. hits that, scratches that sweet tooth, whilst not. You know, you don't need to have a piece of chocolate with this because then it'll shut you the fuck up because you're like. All right, good. I need to actually go and do that. I'm good. This gives you enough sweetness whilst giving you that sort of bitterness and that dryness to make you continue to sip it. Whilst, you know, not, I always find that the the final beer of the night where I'm always like, I don't have a kegerator or anything here where you might just want like a few ounces of something. And the only real solution to that is like a short can. And it would, you know, I just feel like something like this is very few and far between. So there must be a fantastic market for, for something like this. Um, and I guess you guys are probably seeing it only discovering it now being it's only a what was this can i just saw this before august 28th right yeah so like two weeks ago just yeah. over yeah. yeah so it's um it, this would perfectly complement the uh the kind of full Oktoberfest um you know lineup you guys have definitely which is dope hell yeah mm. i feel like this is the type of thing that could um you know, like Muff is a is a great comparison. I'm glad you, you said that that that's you know Matron's um 
do some fen- phenomenal stuff. And Muff is a great beer. And they can, they call that a dark beer too, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Do um, they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. But there isn't much else I've seen in that realm uh as far as like like not in not in that kind of um like style straddling range yeah which is pretty damn cool um so it's it's Mm -hmm. very unique and obviously matron are like fucking four or five hours from actually if you're an hour from here at least five hours from where you are so like you know that's pretty dope that means there's something that's it's quite unique in uh in your part of the the province there um would this be something that you guys would do pretty regularly? I'd love to, like if no. as long as it's kind of response, like good response by the the guests that come in and put a smile on everyone's face. I'm sure Jeremy wouldn't be opposed to it. I think the branding's strong on it. Yep, killer. I think so love too. Per- per- personally, I could drink this from now until like April. No question. Yeah. Like no question. Like basically every session. I could have this absolutely no question. It's uh, I like that. They got the little uh, the steer, the steer skull as well. Very farmy. This is this is fantastic. Oh, I got, got Ryan that shit. Okay, hell yeah. Um, and it's like still considered technically light beer because it's four point three. Yeah, uh, so yeah. It's, it's funny breakfast. having it it's a breakfast. dark beer on one side and light beer on the other, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's the laws around these places. Hey, legalities. <laughs> Um, no, this is this is really fun, man. Like, this is like a a really cool. I feel like it's like okay. So other um dark beers. And speaking of that, that's um I know we sort of started to talk about that for a bit. So you, have you guys done porters and stout? Like you said, you did the milk stout that was inspired by Wellington. Yeah. It that obviously has sort of maybe more of a temporary thing. And um... yeah, no, I found we we generally have to have a dark beer in our lineup all the time. It's, it's, uh, it is one of those styles that, you know, I, I kind of categorize people now, uh, you know, I've done a, a fair bit of bartending here and it's either, you're either a non-crap beer drinker, which I'm going to steer you towards a lighter beer okay. or, uh, you're an IPA fan or you're a dark beer fan or you're a sour beer fan. And those are kind of the, the categories I can almost see them coming in, right. For the most part, they'll, the, you can the, pick them. Yeah, the sour beers for sure, and the light beers for sure. Interesting. Uh, yeah the the stout beer, the dark beer drinkers always surprise me. They Ooh. always throw me off a little bit. It'll, <laughs> okay, it, it'll always be you know it'll be it'll be the young lady comes in and I instantly say I'm looking at her thinking hey, I'm going to pour a sour beer for you and then and then she's like no no I'm a stout drinker so that's uh, that's me you know, stereotyping and, and not doing a great job of it. Uh, but, uh, anyway, that's kind of how, it, how it works, but, uh, for sure, there's definitely a market for those dark beers that people that love them, they will drink them. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the, the type I'll drink them seasonally, mm-hmm. but there, but there's enough dark beer drinkers that don't believe in dark beer season. Yeah. They're, they're looking for that the all year round. Yeah. That's yeah. me. Yeah. 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 That's me. And awesome. we, get, we, we get that from licensees as well, a fair bit where they'll be looking for that. Oh, like where's your stout in, in 
June. I'm like, I don't know. But I have this. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's kind of the the balance that we're kind of trying to shoot for. But interesting. Yeah, I feel like uh, one of the funniest things, and Nate, you know what I'm talking about. We have uh, Nate and I have a friend in in Quebec who's one of the the main beer writers out there, and he used to always tell us he was drinking like 12 percent stouts in his basement <laughs> in July. And I always thought he was crazy. And then I have like my Wednesday is my night uh, where I drink the the big dark beers predominantly, whether it's barley wines, the blend stouts and stuff like that. And I've sort of like just had doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's like, you know, whether it's all through summer or or, or, or winter, whatever, it doesn't matter. And it's like, oh, OK, like it has a place. And then there's the the lower ABV stouts, which have also a place but not just one day a week you could drink these every single day in conjunction with all your other stuff and they feel like they just complement it because like if you have a you know a crispy then you have one two three different you know depending on the size and the abvs of you know pale ales ipas doubles whatever it might be like wrapping up on something that isn't that ends up you know being a, a pleasant way to sort of bring the flavor profile home so you're not just having the same thing over the night because it's quite easy as probably we could all agree to to just just drink haze all night or whatever so having something like this is the perfect example of of what you oh, sort of want so to, nice yeah it's so nice yeah between this four and five like four so, i'm sorry again was it four three yeah it's just like it's extra cool because it is such a low ABV beer, but it does. You would, there's no chance somebody blind would guess that. There's no chance. No, I like agree. I would never pick it. This would probably be like six or something. There's too much flavor. Going I would on. love too to much brew it at like a do like a special release of like a seven percent at it or something like that. Like I think that would be special. Yeah, that'd be crazy. And what would you do? Just probably ramp up the malts a little bit, eh? Yeah, for sure. Or do yeah. like two brews of it and uh, like kind of mash twice into one kettle, mm. boil in between. Mm. Let's go. I would fucking love that. Yeah, man. I, I would feel fucking like, love that. Like that's a pretty good good spot too. Like that seven percent, just like a dark beer. I mean, what would that be? Would that be a lager at that point, or would that be maybe more of a porter or something? Like probably it's still like call whatever. it a dark beer, a strong dark yeah. beer or something. Strong dark beer, yeah. These beer styles, strong you don't dark have beer, to... imperial porter. Okay, let's be like, let's be let's be talking double corduroy in uh, like in a couple oh, of months' time. I'm like, I want to, I, I I want that beer. <laughs> yeah, double. We really corduroy. should name the cord, and then that can be corduroy, like the full name. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be something you can do there. That's, There's uh, something there for sure. Yeah, man. I feel like that's uh like a, a unique. It's like maybe not everybody is into it, but the people who are into it, fuck, they're into it. Like they're like about that. Yeah, they're yeah. like a little more passionate. It's interesting when it comes to styles. Maybe West Coast is one of those styles as well, where mm-hmm. like if people are really into it, then goddamn it, they're into it. And big time. Big yeah. Time. And it's cool. It makes it uh, it makes it kind of fun because there's like a, a passion, and the people who buy it, they'll probably get a bunch of it too. They probably won't just get one can. Just oh, let me see what that's about. Like, no, 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 let me get six. Let me get twelve of that. Like whatever. Particularly because they're shorties, and you can just crush them so easily. Um, 
and, and this is probably one of those things like it's just sort of like when people understand i feel like they're just like ah oh, this they, these are almost one of the most underrated styles like it, it's it's so damn good and because it's maybe a little more v- like vague i don't know if vague, because like dark beer what does dark beer mean you know because it is a lager and it is like a dark lager and you know you could probably That's- like you said you know what i mean it's it's another I, I feel like it's another style that if you find the right person, mm-hmm. you can introduce them to it in a in a certain way. Uh, you know, we get we get people coming into the brewery again not really knowing what type of beer styles they like. Mm. And we 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 ask them like what do you you know, what do you drink on a daily basis? What do you drink? And if if they're coffee drinkers, right, there's the perfect avenue into dark beer. Right. If you're, yeah, you like double doubles, you're, you know, you're drinking, you're drinking your coffee, you know, you're a daily coffee drinker. Perfect. Like, let's try one of these beers because they always have that element in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've, yeah. we've used that yep. a ton to kind of segue into getting people into trying these, these dark beers. That's a good point. Yeah. Coffee drinkers definitely. is definitely the perfect uh, demo. Didn't really think of that. Even if they're just like not doubled, because double double, I guess, means like you know they're sugary and milky. This is sure. com- completely not that, but absolutely, you know, yeah. If you're into those That's flavors, more for the espresso espresso drinker. Right? There you go. That's probably the one. Yeah, and because those people have a bit, maybe a little more stronger, uh, you know, palate for that. You know, drinking a straight espresso is pretty intense, but um, being that this, I mean, there there is some sweetness in this, obviously. And it's it's a little it's it's quite um, approachable. It's way more approachable than it looks. Like it truly, truly is. Even For you sure. know, most dark beers are. I really think so, and I feel like they get a yeah, bad yeah. rap. Um, yeah. It's just more people have to be willing to give it a crack, and they sit there and drink coffee all day. So like, come on, man! Like it's not that different. This is <laughs> yeah. arguably more tasty. I'm a huge coffee fan, but you know, this is this is so much more approachable than coffee. I feel like coffee takes a little more what's the word, you know, like practice to get used to it type of thing. Whereas this isn't that serious in comparison. So it's, you know, um, that's definitely a good one. And that's another great example of a gateway. Like a coffee drinker could go like, Hey, you like dark, you know, you like black coffee or you like, you know, slightly sweet coffee. Um, you know, jump into something like this, that, uh, that scratches all that, those itches for people. It's, um, and, and on a similar note, Something that yeah. I've uh, like, like that I've often found is that anyone who is a tea drinker, I feel like there's a bridge there to ESB because I've Ooh, like I've often found okay. that, that there like, like that there's some similarities with like, like if you're either like a black tea or like a rooibos tea drinker, there's some similarities there with ESB. There's a bridge that can be made there. That is a really good point. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that in and real especially, life? Especially, and especially with the, like with this one here, where there's some berry notes to draw on there, like with a rooibos or something like that. There's something there. There's a bridge to be made there for sure. Mm. You're giving me some ideas. Yeah. Because <laughs> like yeah, tea, man. tea beers are pretty cool, but like yeah. I guess it's really about like I mean, there's that like being more direct and just actually making it tea beer, but it's more like targeting those people for you know to to 
knowing what people are into say hey what do you drink do you drink tea coffee what juices do you like wine spirits yeah. cider like knowing the profile of the individual so you can be like i got you here's three different things little tastes of each what do you like let's you know let's and they might be like oh shit you know and that's really what it is it's that attention to detail and attention to the individual that's going to you know convert people to beer and i feel like in the in the you know once again in this economy where beer is at across the board it's probably more important than ever that we do spend the time when i say we meaning i mean we meaning you guys but you know we mean the industry in general are taking that time to cater to the individual to be like hey because that one individual's you know, potentially, if you can convert them there, they're not only going to buy from you, but they're going to be at the LCBO. They're going to keep coming back. They're sure. going to become a consumer of craft beer, period, who inherently are interested in, in variants, you know, as we all are. You know, we all want to try different things and see what's going on, you know. Um, and it's like it's become more and more important, you know, in the, the, the harsher times get. And obviously, it's all temporary, just like all harsh times are. But you know, more than ever, we just want to make sure we capture people and bring them in to be like, hey, you know, you're supporting local. There's so many flavors. You know, you could bring your friends here and try some stuff, even though you just got converted. You know, I feel like, um, yeah, there's there's so much potential. And it's cool that you guys do so many different styles and that are able to have those opportunities because, you know, some breweries do have maybe a little bit more shorter, you know, range of, of styles that they're able to offer. Um for the for consumers that maybe might not be as you know flexible with uh the conversion i mean you never know how it can go but the more opportunities you can you can you can run to convert the better for sure yeah oh there goes my camera let me just change the battery um do i'm still drinking this but like where are we at where i know i'm just sort of conscious of time do we want to one, we've got one beer left we should yeah one beer left oh, yeah i would say yeah I, I would say i would say let's crack one more to bring it home bring it on we've home. come this far oh yeah we are not afraid here we go we're back in business <laughs> oh oh here we go there we go all right what's it gonna be oh. boys i did i do recall um we've got uh etc i believe yeah yeah Right, never been less scared in my life. Let's go. <laughs> Where is it? Hang on. There we are. Got him. Boom. Hey, buddy. Hang on, let me uh, tap on that. There we go. Now, this one. Wicked looking can, very tropical, seven percent. Uh, what do we have going on here? So this uh, one is so uh Citra Mosaic and uh Galaxy. Wonderful combination. Is this the original uh like lineup of hops on that one? <laughs> It'll be the original, non-original, back to original again. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was asking. There was, yeah, there was definitely some some different versions. I think we, I think in the early days of uh, of 
of the pandemic, we were we were having some trouble sourcing out, and we were a new brewery, having trouble sourcing out uh, Galaxy. So I think we we did swap in Simcoe for a period of time uh, for that Galaxy. We've, but uh, no, we actually. And then the other part was we took it away for a while and made other beers and then worked on those other beers in the notion of, in the thought of getting back to this beer again. It was just building up the, uh, the base malt profile. Okay. Is what we were really interested in doing. And, and it was, it was more or less, it was like my understanding of (laughs) what, what we needed to do to make that beer that we were chasing. Um, so trying to make it time and time again, while people are watching, it's kind of difficult sometimes. So we just kind of, we kind of scrapped the brand for a few months and made some other beers in that style while we messed around with the style a little bit until we found the, uh, the kind of baseball that we were looking for. Uh, but then, you know, of course, Aiden has taken this beer and, and, uh, Ryan with it ran with it so uh yeah i'll let him take it from there yeah this one uh really just ph was like the main thing i was playing around with on it i may play around with hops um i'm sure like galaxy is one of those hops where you get one lot that you love and one lot that is like a whole different hop so uh yeah we have heard some days i some days i try and uh figure out where i am on that side of the the fence but i've brewed with galaxy <laughs> a lot uh, like borealis is citra galaxy so there's a particular yep. galaxy that i i love and uh i'm hoping we can find that galaxy i uh i i have for a long time been a galaxy head so it's one of those things that like it really makes me mad when galaxy doesn't pan out and that has happened like a few times over the last couple of years in particular. Mm-hmm. I also think it's like a, when I taste beers at the brewery versus when I taste them outside of the brewery, they taste different. Like mm. the, the things that I pick up on when I'm, when I'm in it a little more are uh, different than the things that I pick up on when I'm sitting here chatting with you folks, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's uh, one of those things, I guess, you, you know, you drink it in different circumstances and you pull it up and we're all talking. You know, we're obviously over uh, analyzing the beers right now. Um, this is great, man. This is like, you know, like this is 7%, by the way. So it's a little deeper than uh, what we've had so far. Probably the, not probably. It is the biggest beer uh, tonight. Um, yep. Mm. Like super cheers, tropical. Yeah. Cheers, legends. Cheers. Cheers. Um, it's super bright. Um, it's uh, a little dank, like uh, citrusy. Yep. Whoops. Yep, got a uh, like, like definitely got a bit more heft to it, a bit more residual sweetness at the end. Uh, yeah. There's a bit, yeah. The, the, there's a bit of grapefruit pith in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very well, crushable. Nice. So creamy. This is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um six from six, boys. <laughs> um 
There's like is there like a shit. touch of bitterness in there, like a like a pithy bitterness. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. This is really really good. Um, I'm gonna run it's play, to the... like it, it, it's punchy. It's punchy right there, like right in the middle there. That's that galaxy at work for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think oh, uh, yeah. that, and then the the mosaic we get is phenomenal, and I I'm really happy with our mosaic, and uh, I find like it it just does the right thing. Like, and it's funny, you you kind of taste beers and you taste them out of the the fermenters like along the way, and then in the bright tank and while you're canning it. And then sometimes you're, you're moving on to those other beers, like the, whatever your new one-offs are and you forget to kind of check back in on them. But like, like this is kind of tasting exactly how I envision this beer to be. But uh, like, this is probably the first time since canning day that I've tasted it, but that like, it's, it's the perfect combination. Like the, the Citra kind of has that brightness the the mosaic is there to kind of like give it that like bit of bit of like dank and then the galaxy Mm -hmm. is just like really shining through so it's i'm really happy with how it's tasting it's right yeah sweet spot right now yeah oh it sure is yeah and and i'm i'm just looking at the canning day this was canned august 28th and we're on like and we're at september 14th right now so this is about so it's just over two weeks old so this is like a really good money zone for uh, like for an ipa of this strength um yeah it sure is talking to like talking about mosaic one of the uh like one of the funny flavor points that can come out of uh, like that can come out of mosaic that I've noted, especially from uh, like from Badlands with their select series, uh, like recently, is that blueberry is one of those things that comes out of uh, like mosaic quite a bit, and I'm getting that a little bit in this as well as I'm kind of uh, like as I'm kind of taking a few sips. Yeah, definitely through this. This is yeah. this is really fucking nice. <laughs> well. Well, we'll be one of many breweries that kind of sings the praises of Mosaic for sure. I mean, we love yep. we love using that hop. Uh, we have right from the get go. It was one of my favorite as a home brewer. It's still one of my favorites as a as a professional brewer. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't lead you astray too many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that, and it, and it pairs beautifully with Citra as well, of course. And uh, sure. the, the, like and and like and Galaxy just really like just really making it money at this point. And uh, so, this, so so this is this is one that's been a, like that's that's had a few uh, that's had a few iterations at this point, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, we we started with it. Um, the first couple batches. Well, it's like anything when you when you start with something, you're happy with it at you know, at the very start. And then you kind of go, Oh, it's as the months go on, you're like, ah, shit. I just, <laughs> I wish it was a little bit more like this or like that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so we kept messing around with it um, to the point where uh, we just, I just wanted to take it away. I just wanted to take it away and work on it and, and kind of not have people taste through our, changes as much right we were really looking for that uh that baseball characteristic more than anything i think i think we had the hot profile it wasn't too bad but we were still kind of tweaking that but i think more than anything we were looking at that 
that baseball and giving it that um, that body, that mouthfeel that we're really, mm-hmm. really looking for, that softness that we're really looking for. Um, so, so yeah, that was the idea. We kind of took it away. We we scrapped it for you know probably about four or five months and just didn't release it. And mm. again, had had people mad at us, but we were like, you know, we we we, we want to re reinvent what this beer is. Um, so we we came out with a couple other IPAs that were basically just we we were telling people at this time, but they were test batches for what we wanted this beer to be, um, and just just us learning, right? Learning yeah. what what different things we're doing with our water, with our system, with, you know, with our process and whatnot. And, uh, and then when we brought it back, we kind of, we felt like we had, we had done the right thing by taking it away and bringing it back. We felt like it was kind of finally what we were, what we were looking for with that beer. So. Yeah. That's fascinating. A little bit. Yeah. I love to hear that because it's, it's one of those things of with IPAs and especially New England IPAs, it's so easy to think about only the hops and kind of focus only on the hop profile. But mm-hmm. there's like, there's obviously a lot more going into what makes uh, what makes the beer the beer that you like that you want it to be in the fact that. Um, the fact that you were guys so that you guys were so focused on kind of what you wanted the beer to be and kind of it like when you're kind of really trying to dial in on that like on that malt profile to really kind of nail what the like what this turned out to be that you kind of wanted to take this one off the like, like off the lineup for that length of time to really dial it in right like that's that, that's something that's really heartwarming to hear that you're kind of really like really wanting to dial in on those other elements when the hot profile is what like you know is what is hot and trendy and kind of what is like what is so often focused on but it's only one element of what makes the beer what it is right yeah yeah that's why it's why we love uh why we love Badlands, why we love Third Moon, why we love, you know, Willibald, you know, we can talk about yeah. all those different breweries that are making these hype IPAs. And the, and the one thing that they all have in common is that body, that mouthfeel. Mm. Um, you can throw hops in any beer and, and you know, it can be hop forward and, and whatnot, but it's, it's really what the base of that beer is, I think, mm. that makes it special. So we... Mm. We didn't know that at the beginning. We definitely figured that out kind of as we were going and as we were making beers and kind of understanding our craft uh, for for us anyway. Uh, but uh, we were we were happy to kind of explore that and to try to try to emulate those breweries that we we really love. It's very cool. I love that. Yeah, this is great. Even just coming back from a little bathroom break and uh, and taking another sip, I'm like, oh man, this buddy is crazy. And you're right. Like, I feel like it's like the hops get the vast majority of the credit for New England IPAs when truly it's the malt and the the water profile and just those little tiny little tweaks that that makes the difference. Uh, you know, between a spectacular one and an average one. And um, you know, hops in kind of neither here nor there to to some degree. So this is this is something this is great to hear that you guys have been like you know working on this for a while and it's cool that you to see this one versus the the um 
drawing board. So they're like pretty different beers. Like yeah. and it's you know that's one criticism of oh haze is the same and you know, people a lot of people do say that and it's it's truly not the case like it really really there's such a variance within the style, and even you know you guys having you know a lighter one and a heavier one like it's great it's super different. Is this one year rounders at all or is this kind of just like here and there? This one's been a pretty in? much a for the most part has been a staple like uh, like I was saying to nathan like we took it away for a little while to work on it but it's more or less it's been one of the ones that we can't get off our lineup um we have the regulars that are Not coming in and, and and demanding it right and yeah. uh and we and we love it we'd love to drink it so um it's it's hard to kind of get away from it that's not to say that we won't uh you know come up with a different one in that style that will take the place of it at some point, but, uh, but that one has definitely been a pretty, pretty regular one for us. That's awesome, man. It's, um, it's, this is really good, man. I mean, I know there's like six beers we've done now and, uh, like, do, do, would you guys feel that this is a pretty fair representation of what flux is about like if people are watching this podcast and hearing about you guys for the first time and learning about the beers would you say that what we've done tonight is a is a relatively you know what people could expect yeah i would i i think uh you know the biggest thing for us is trying to have something across many styles and making sure that they're all of really great quality mm. i think uh you know we're 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 you know, I, I kind of go back to this every every time I talk about it, but we're fans of all these different breweries and all these different places, and we just try to, uh, you know, to live up to what they're doing for the most part. Like, you know, in all the, um, it's tricky because you're you're running a brewery where you're trying to kind of uh, make beer for the masses in a lot of ways, but at the same time you want to run the spectrum and kind of try to make something for everybody. So it is, it's hard, right? It's, it's yeah. hard to, to not just specialize on one thing, you know, like, 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 you know, and, and, and you know, Troy from Badlands is just like, they call themselves an IPA factory, right? Which they make the most incredible IPAs that I've ever had in my life. But, uh, you know, we think we can make a beer, uh similar to that we think we also think we can make a dark beer uh you know as good as anybody can make it so it's definitely yeah we're trying to uh we're trying to cover all our bases for sure i get it man and look the more that you both are talking i i understand the type of like drinkers you are and i really feel like we're we're quite similar in that way and i i, I see what where you're coming from as a drinker and then i see what you're doing with the brewery and i like honestly like I, once again like i know nate when he's back it will like will echo it's just like no bullshit like this is fantastic i really feel like you've been able to capture the essence of a lot of these styles um and you're talking to like you know we're all the same kind of cats the four of us like we're beer nerds and you know like there's these different 
but these would also apply to the not so beer nerds. And I, I, I love breweries that can do that. They can kind of like, you know, move between it. You know, you can make killer haze and you can make like a fantastic dark beer that works for us, but then it's going to work for maybe someone who, like you said, the unpredictable young lady who comes in like, yeah, I need to drink stouts. You're like, oh shit. Okay, cool. You know, it's, it's, it's great, man. It's great that you guys are inspired by some of the best in the province and, and truly we're in a phenomenal place for craft beer. And I, I say that, as someone who this year I've, I've traveled more than I have in the last three years. And every time I leave, I'm just like, fucking hell, we have a good at home. We really, really sure have do. a good at home. Yeah. Like we sure, sure do. hundred percent. And you know, we need to be proud of that. And, and, you know, you guys are part of that equation too. Now, um, now I was just telling him I went for, for a piss before and I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I've had five fucking beers and I crushed them all. I'm like, I'm going to be pretty lit tonight, <laughs> but these are <laughs> exceptional. And she's like, okay, okay. Oh, I said, we have to go. She's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Like, like okay. literally just walking up to go to the bathroom and coming back, you know? Um, I'm so deeply impressed, man. I know Nate is too. Like, this is, this is fantastic and you guys are cool as shit. And I feel like we really got a picture of sort of like what you guys are about and, and what you sort of, you know, doing out there. And, and you're so close, you know, like you said, Aaron 10 from Toronto is less than that from Hamilton. It's less than that from Kitchener, you know, from, from all around here. Like, it's, it's such an accessible brewery. Um, to, to come and have an experience in. And I feel like, in this day and age, in this economy, what matters is experiences. And if you're able to have an experience and have some great food and some great beers and talk to some cool people and look at a pretty ass pond and lake and, and, you know, like get away and get into nature and breathe some fresh air. Like that's dope. That's fun. And that's, you know, a part of kind of what people who are into this type of stuff like to do. And, you know, you guys should be on everybody's list for, for people who are just looking for something to do. But look, I, I bet coming into fall, and I can speak to Nate on this one as well, we are big into fall and big into leaf peeping. I love fucking seeing pretty ass leaves. How's yeah. leaf, what's that situation <laughs> out, out, out that way? Is it a leaf, leaf peeping is on fire out here Stop in the it. fall. Oh, my God. You, you have, you have, you have, you have. Oh, <laughs> no, you have, Talk you to have, me, Jeremy. You have Preach. Vistas here. Never mind. It's the best. The best. It's in, the best. best in, uh, Southern, there we Southern are. Ontario. Oh, you're very. I'm going to tell my bro. The leaf peeping is everything. So you're if, speaking to us here. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like fall is the best fucking time of year. I know like it's nice to wear shorts and a t-shirt, but God damn, it's nice to wear a nice little hoodie and, a, and some, and some, and some fresh pants and like come through and drink drink that dark beer or drink this etc and look at that fucking pond and have a pretzel and and just vibe and look at them pretty ass leaves let's go yeah that's what i'm talking about i mean that's yeah man you guys that's where def- we live yeah that's that's what we're all about truly like <laughs> I, I feel like it's uh the, one of the coolest things about living in this part of the world if i'm honest like that's one thing like if you're somewhere else that doesn't have this sort of change of seasons whilst the winter it's not the funnest thing in the world. The fall is so dope and to be able to sort of see, see that change of season and uh, um, particularly if you can get, you know, the time that this episode is coming out is is peak leaf peeping, pre-peak leaf peeping, if I'm honest, because this is going to be two weeks time from now. Um, you know, definitely worth coming, coming through and uh, 
yeah, I want I want to see you guys in in more of these independent bottle shops. I want to see you guys in this conversation a lot more with uh, you know, with the type of cats, you know, the 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 type of person that you are, Jeremy, specifically, the type of you know drinker that you are, I feel like you you know that's the type of person that would very much enjoy everything we've had tonight, and I can wholeheartedly say that. Uh, and I know Nate would echo that sentiment. Yeah, and at, like and Aiden, the type of the, like, the type of beers that you're brewing right now, Kill. like the like the, the the folks who are going to the independent bottle shops, they're going to want to be drinking this. Uh, they're going to want to be drinking right now. Absolutely. I would aggressively suggest to any independent bottle shops who are watching or listening uh, to, you know, holler at the cats at, at Flux and, 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 you know, grab some stuff, man. Um, this is very, very I'm gonna impressive. Be, I'm going to be sending a message to, uh, the, like, to Farrell at, uh, like, at Dominion City to be getting in touch with you guys and get, uh, like, and get the shit out in here in Ottawa. Farrell, you know what's up, buddy. <laughs> Don't fuck around. He knows. He knows what's up. But no, this is like, guys, this is like very, very cool. Like, I really, truly feel like uh, we have an understanding of what you guys are all about. And uh, it, it, it's very much up our alley and, and everything. All of these six beers, I can honestly, honestly say are fantastic. Um, this is great. I really appreciate you both. This has been really, really cool. I'm just looking at the time. I know that we're keeping you way past your bedtime, Jeremy. And I apologize sincerely. My <laughs> I am very conscious of that, but we're just having such a great conversation and these beers are so good that, uh, you know, we kept it going, but, uh, guys, thank you very much, both of you for your time. Uh, this was, excuse me, like just, just really great. And it was, a it was a pleasure to get to know both of you and to get to know the brewery and, you know, what you're all about. And, um, I can truly say I'm a fan. This is this is fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. We're looking forward to hosting you here at any point where you can get down our way. So you're most oh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, thank you so it, much. It, it it will it like it, it will happen because as you because as you know, Craig's in Hamilton, and my parents live in Burlington, and I'm there uh, like and I'm there very often, and almost every time I end up coming to see my parents, Craig and I meet up to do uh, like a, a Some little sort of brewery trip. crawl. So you, yeah. So you guys will like so you guys will be on our list uh, very soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep awesome. you posted. Um, what we're gonna do is take the screenshot. I'm gonna take a little screenshot of all of us. If you want to hold up some uh, some cans. Oh, now the question is which ones to hold up. Oh shit. Okay. okay. Yes, which <laughs> ones to grab? Let's see if we. Oh, okay. I wonder if we're all. Uh... Oh, Nate's got the oh. double hand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look at you. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I want to make sure that I, I don't leave anybody out here, any of the beers out. Okay, okay, hold on. Is there anything that's missing? Hold up. This little guy is missing. My little boy over here, my little ESB. Let me get that. What else is missing? We got some frogs. <laughs> we got some drawing boards. I'm going to get drawing board and frog. There we go. Let's fucking go. All right. Okay, boys. Okay, okay. Okay. Everybody's used to this at this point. All right, ready? that is glorious um guys uh stick around to the end of um after this we'll we'll finish off off the off air but uh aiden jeremy thank you both very very much for hanging out tonight this was a uh a genuine pleasure uh, for everybody where can everyone find flux brewing online and in real life so fluxbrews.ca uh you can find us at uh, 185 Oakland Road in Scotland, Ontario. Oaktown. And yeah, and various uh, beer towns and licensees around our area. But best place to get it is that. 
right nice. right right from the source doesn't get any fresher and where's that where's it on instagram is it uh flux brewing flux uh, at, at flux brewing flux brewing so uh everything's on there check that out you guys do shipping as well if people order online uh not so much on the shipping no not but, so much yet uh, yet maybe no. in the future but come by maybe it's not future. far yep it's uh you know and ask if you have a favorite independent uh store that sells craft beer from ontario ask them say where's my flux at where is that shit and ask them and uh you know demand for that uh to be there because you need it in your life um gentlemen thank you both once again for your time and for for hanging out of your generosity uh this evening it has been fantastic it's been a, a really really cool conversation so we very much appreciate you both uh guys thank you so much for watching and listening if you enjoyed the episode smash the thumbs up hit subscribe below hit that notification bell nathaniel Ding. so you know when the new drops follow us everywhere at beer with podcast check out the long form audio so you can hear attractive bearded individuals like jeremy and aiden talk about craft beer every week we drop every wednesday audio in the morning video in the evening and we'll see you guys in the next episode get it inside of you cheers cheers